Hop Live. Names of like heavy metal songs. No, no, that's that's Jackal. That's I'm a lumberjack now, baby. Yeah, we were playing lumberjack today in the woods. Well, so in New Hampshire, it's it's you know mid fall. Uh, yeah, right? yeah, it's, yeah, it's mid fall. So people yeah. are people are preparing, if you will, for yes. winter. It's getting yes. cold out, right? Right. We've had some 30, 29 degree Gee, nights already. Right? You know, so the bugs are dying. Yes. Oh, it's great. It's my favorite. I, I found a mosquito inside <gasps> the other day. Oh, no. Yeah, I was shocked. Did you kill it? No, I actually didn't. I kind of ran you, from it. Did it you was, capture it and let it free outside? No, definitely uh, not. We've got one of those know. tennis racket zappers. That's yeah. that's entertainment on Friday night. Yeah, that is. I actually fun. bought a. Uh, There's one of those around here somewhere. I bought a tabletop bug zapper. What is for that? Indoors. Oh yeah, I it's saw got that. Two, like a pie. It's yeah, we got, got one two fluorescent l- tubes in it. Yeah, and then it's got a mesh on either side of it. It's just open. It's got a switch on it. Uh, you just plug it into a regular outlet. And it attracts the bugs and zaps them, yeah. and it makes a big. Sna- it's oh. a very satisfying snapping yeah, sound. Noise, yeah, like yeah. You like, know, I can't even, I can't even imitate it. Yeah, but like you'll be in another room and you'll hear it. And you're like, ha ha! You feel this like? You ever get a mouse caught in that? No. Jeez, <laughs> oh, that oh, would be that's like. <laughs> no, but I did have a spider build a web right near Whoa. that thing because the spider. Oh, because like, it knew. Oh, oh this oh. is where the flies hover around. If <laughs> I want to funny. catch me some unbarbecued flies or whatever, right? <laughs> well done. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it is free talk live. I guess we should tell the listeners <laughs> right. the heck they're listening to. Free Talk Live. If you're unfamiliar with our program, visit freetalklive.com. We are a live call-in radio program where you can take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever's on your mind. The telephone number is... 603-283-6160. And you are... Steve Classic. And I am... The oh, captain. And you are... I'm Nikki. All right. I guess wow. that... Takes care of all. Oh, wait, no, wait, I got to no, do no, this. No, 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 you got to do the yeah, start date. Thing, yeah. The whole th- yeah, it's yeah, captain's log. Start, take two, captain. Start date, 1105-2023. Uh, in the studio tonight, it is myself, the authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Oh, sorry, was my introduction not good enough? <laughs> well, it no, was I just abbreviated. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, these, are, these are the traditions that I have on Sunday right. where I need to yes, yes. spout the whole thing because it's the only day in which I do that. Yep. That's so, cool. You like to create a lot of extra work for yourself. So these I, sometimes I do, yes. And then joining me, Steve Classic. And Nikki. All right. No, <laughs> it's and Nikki. But he said and. For you me. said and. So you, guys, you, you guys have nulled each other out. Hey, we have this like. <laughs> It's kind of like when I left the restaurant earlier, and I just sort of walked over and like sort of nodded at you, yeah. and you sort of like, and we uh, did some hand gestures, and yep. we knew what it, yeah, exactly like what, what each other was saying, <laughs> yeah. but we didn't utter a word to each other, right? And so we just did that here, where I filled in the end, and she just picked it. It's called yeah. ad libbing, oh, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. when you get your team together and you do this enough, you can do stuff like that. Okay, right? I got so. you. It works. You are the captain. Am I? <laughs> well, when did that happen? Seven oh six. I'm trying to remember actually when that happened. Like, uh, there, there's a story of of how I got the name, and I'm trying to remember what year it had to have been. Ninety six. So, oh, so that this has been 
1996. Yeah. Long standing. Yeah, uh, longer than you've been alive, Nikki. That is, that is yeah. longer than I've been alive. Wow. Yeah. That's when my motorcycle was born, though, one of them. Your, your motorcycle was born? Created, born? whatever. <laughs> Birthed. Birthed. <laughs> is it Came a, off the assembly line. Is it yeah. a... Is it a biocycle or something? Like, no. not a bicycle, a biocycle. They had those back right? then. You can, uh, yeah. These these it motorcycles. It was a test tube. These motorcycles Motorcycle. are tube. manufactured. They're grown. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, we have things to talk about. Do we? <laughs> yeah. This one, just the headline alone, is. <laughs> <laughs> It's totally a Sunday headline. It's, for, it's got for a little something life. for everybody in this one. It's a headline. <laughs> this from 8newsnow.com. I don't even know. Oh, it's out of Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah, Channel 8 News, apparently. It's a CBS affiliate, if that means anything to you. Um, here's the headline. Local news. Watch. <laughs> Naked suspect fights Las Vegas police officer, steals patrol vehicle, causes crash, now faces felony charges. I mean, he'd be perfect for Florida Man games. Like, yeah. Like, if he got away, this would be an even better story. Right? You know, but sadly, he did not. Selling police, uh, selling police cruiser on eBay—that's what got him. But I mean, <laughs> he does seem like he's rehearsing for the official Florida Man yeah. games. Right? I mean, this is yeah, right out. This might even be one of the competitions. He's probably, you know, practicing. A naked man who got into a fight with a Las Vegas Metropolitan Police officer and then stole the officer's patrol vehicle and caused a serious crash is facing four charges, according to court documents. The incident unfolded Tuesday around 11 p.m. when police received a call regarding a naked man on the road near Blue Diamond Road and Buffalo Drive. According to Metro, Clyde... Kabulasan, I'm probably butchering that, but age 29, Clyde got into a fight with responding police officer that involved hitting and punching and was captured on video by Kyle Even, a nearby driver. Even said he saw flashing lights and thought he was pulling up on an accident. Instead, he witnessed a naked man in the road <laughs> casually walking. Casual. So far, so good. Yeah, it's right. hot, it's no hot in Las Vegas. I mean, come I on. I don't know what Las Vegas laws are about nudity or whatever. I assume they're lax. It's Las Vegas. Yeah, it's Las right? Vegas. Yeah, Anything I goes. I think so. Right? So I'm, I'm just guessing. Naked man walking down the road. No big deal, right? Yep. Quote, you've got a cop and a naked dude. I thought he was going to be handcuffed and thrown to the ground, unquote, oh. said Evan during a phone interview. The cop kind of seemed he was like... Protecting him from somebody coming through and hitting him. That sentence doesn't, that make, doesn't sense. make sense. Yeah. He said what happened next made his jaw drop. The naked man, Clyde, was able to get into the Metro Ford F-150 patrol vehicle and drive away. Now, I have watched this video, and it's useless to play video over the radio, right? It's not going to yeah. do any justice. But Use your imagination, folks. But, like, the video <laughs> depicts... Uh, a fist fight between a fully uniformed cop armed with, you know, his gun and a baton yeah. and, you know, whatever else they Pepper got, spray. right? The, the utility belt Taser. of, of, of yeah. the police state, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and so, like, this naked guy just starts throwing fists and the cop is overtaken easily, <laughs> right? Like this guy. Yeah, you would think this is one of those videos where, like, some guy's on PCP, right? right? You know, the yeah, cop that's just, what I'm thinking. I'm like, is it meth? Is it yeah. PCP? Because the, the this is just, not a normal thing to do. Cop just folds like a like a folding chair, right? You know, uh, 
And so uh, then the guy just jumps, like, the cop left the door open, right, to the mm. patrol truck. It's a Ford F-150 pickup yeah. truck, but it's got police lights and sirens. It yeah. kind of looks like a K-9 truck or something mm. like that. And, and so the guy just gets in and, like, puts it in drive. And the cop's, <laughs> like, trying to, like, you know, get and get him out or whatever, but the cop's no match for a vehicle, right? right so right. Yeah. he eventually lets go and falls to the ground. And the guy just drives away. Awesome. Uh, He's driving to Florida to get into the Florida Man games. <laughs> uh, the gentleman named Even said, uh, I was just glad the cop didn't yet run over. It's like real life Grand Theft Auto. I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah. That's probably I what the naked this. man was. Yeah, naked man was thinking that probably. <laughs> Isn't he supposed to like... Uh, uh, I don't know, like like bitch slap a prostitute or something before. Yeah, he, I was about to say he's probably know. going well, to that's pick where up he's, a prostitute. Yeah, that's where he's going. You know. Oh, he needs. <laughs> he's the, going to the strip. He needs, he needs the, the pimped out vehicle. Yeah. To, yeah. Oh, I see. Right. He's, he probably wants a uniform too. Mm. He needs something to wear. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know those prostitutes love the uniform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that. Really. I don't know that, but yes. Uh, police said uh, Kabulasan headed north on Rainbow with police in pursuit for more than five miles. Ooh. Whoa. Wow, five miles. He then crossed the center line, drove into oncoming traffic, ran a red light at Hacienda Avenue, crashing into the passenger side of yet another Ford, this time an Explorer. Oh, okay. Uh, and injuring the driver and passenger around 11.15 p.m. Yeah, something really tells me this guy's not sober. <laughs> you know, I, I heard this thing once where, like, if somebody's, like, on crack or cocaine, typically they'll, like, stay away from the police. They're like, no, nah, I'm just kind of, like, you're, you're hyped up, right? But, like, you're kind of yeah. trying to chill. It's like, you know enough to, like, you know, don't go fight the cops. But if you're on meth, they run straight towards the cops. No fear. Yep. Ready to fight. Yep. So yeah, wow. yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, a 34-year-old woman who was driving the Explorer and her 43-year-old male passenger suffered critical injuries and were transported to the University Medical Center's trauma unit. Police said the man told Eight News Now reporter Ryan Matthew that his right body is paralyzed, amongst other complications, <gasps> after being seated really? in the passenger seat. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's awful. Oh, that's really bad. Uh, police took uh, Kabulasan, who also suffered substantial injuries, into custody before he was also transported to the hospital. According to court documents, he's facing four charges. Robbery, driver disobeying peace officer, and endangering people property. That's one. I mean, that's two. Okay, one, robbery. Two, Driver disobeying peace officer and endangering people property. Three, grand larceny of a motor vehicle. And four, battery on a protected person. That protected person, of course, being the police the officer. The police officer. Oh, yeah. is he like black or something or gay? He's protected. He's a protected he's, class. Well, he's blue. Right, he's oh, blue. He's yeah. blue. So he's protected. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like. Uh, Indemnify and hold harmless. Qualified immunity. Qual- qualified immunity. Yeah. Unqualified immunity, I guess. Uh, and he's scheduled to make an appearance in court on Thursday, November 2nd. So there you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's go, it. Yeah. Wa- go watch uh, the video uh, we'll, after the show. We'll post a, a link to this <laughs> on all of our social media sites so you can have a gander for yourself. Yeah, I mean, what it looks it's like. Got, I mean, it's really clickbait. Look, it's like watch all in capital letters. And the next is naked. Watch naked. What? <laughs> You're like naked. Watch naked. What? 
Yeah, like, am I supposed to be Las naked Vegas while I'm police? watching this? Or when I watch this, will somebody else be naked? <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of Fed Smoker? He, um, unfortunately, he has passed away. But he was a gentleman that was making YouTube videos in like, like around like 2010, I suppose. Uh, and he is absolutely totally methed out. Um, and he would go and harass the police. And he would like yell pr- like things at them, like baby rapers and just like completely ridiculous stuff. Yeah. And would just, and the cops would like really, I guess, not be able to do anything or they wouldn't do anything. And they would just stand there. And they, they probably, he was and probably sort of a local it. dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was probably a local dude. So they, they, are probably familiar with them. Right, yeah. And they're like, we can't really like arrest you because you're not breaking any laws. But, Free like, speech and all right, that. Right, right, yeah. yeah. He was videotaping so, and put on YouTube. Yeah, he has like hundreds of videos on YouTube. Most really? of them have been taken down, so a say, lot like, of it be... is, um, it'll be like re-uploads mm, of yeah. videos. Like he has a lot of fans. Right. But he's just absolutely hysterical. I, he's done like crazy, crazy stuff. Like there was one episode where he ripped out one of his teeth with like pliers. Whoa. Like he just totally not normal. And then he, there was one episode where he was like in a McDonald's on a date with some random woman and he's like fighting with like some Hispanic construction workers. Yeah. Like yelling profanities at them and like racial slurs. And like he was definitely not a good person, but extremely entertaining to watch. And I think whenever like somebody kind of harasses the cops it's just like yeah well Sounds you guys like spend guy. your entire careers harassing people so right. it's kind of funny to see this guy who is just oh, a little payback little, little turnabout oh, <laughs> oh is a little yeah. policeman's butthurt oh, <laughs> i'm so sorry uh all right moving along uh our number two story tonight <laughs> from of all places the huffington post <laughs> Holding in your poo at work is bad for you. A doctor explains why. (laughs) I mean, I would think that'd be kind of self-explanatory, right? Holding your poo at work. And, like, that's the best place to do it right? because you're getting paid for it. Right, and you're not using your septic system at home and using toilet paper, so it's, you know, you're saving money. What's the the poem? Boss gets a dollar, I get a dime. That's why I poo on the company time. Yeah, that's how I feel, at least. <laughs> Although poo is substituted for a much more uh, vulgar yeah. term oh, that yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, allowed yeah. to say on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, first of all, like if you got to go, you should go, right? Like, that's a, I don't get, I, don't, I really don't understand how people hold that sort of thing in. Like, you, it's kind of weird, right? All, like, well, I, guess I mean, you can just like decide. Like, oh, I don't have to go anymore. What do you mean? I mean, if you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, and if you don't, you don't. And there's all sorts of, there's like different levels of gotta go, too, yeah, yeah, I yeah, guess, that's right? True. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, I can feel it coming on, or like, you're like, you know, your belly gurgles, and you're like, running. oh, you're like, I gotta go I gotta right go. now, right? And there's yeah. all sorts of variations and degrees in between. Uh, and then there's, you know, phrases like prairie dog in it. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Like, if you don't know what that means, go look it up. I don't know that I can describe it on radio without getting in trouble. (laughs) But use your imagination. Use your imagination. Right. You know. Um, And and so there's all these euphemisms surrounding this kind of thing. At the same time, like, I mean, bathrooms are 
readily available. Right. Well, in, I mean, I guess it depends on where you work. Western world, right? Mm-hmm. You know so, what I mean? I knew a woman who was, you know how some people are pee shy? It's like a, a Shy bladder. Yeah, like if, if somebody's standing in the bathroom with them or if they're in a public restroom with what's like that, stalls, they that, won't be able to what's go. What's that meme with the guy at the urinal and then the next guy comes in and stands right next to him? Yeah. Even though there's like 17 other yeah. urinals yeah. available. Like, hey. Right yeah. next so that me. guy's the opposite of pee shy. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, a woman I know had, you know, the poop version of that where she like needed to be in her own home, couldn't be at work. Yeah, like yeah. needed, you know, had to have her, you Gotta know, have lights, a candle on, yeah, like, yeah. light some incense, playing Steely Dan, all, yep. you know, whatever. all of the things, all of the things, right? Steely and Dan's I was just very, I was just very surprised by that. I'm like, oh, really? So I just, to me, it's people make, there's so much um, like anxiety or um, like people are really embarrassed by these sort of things, yeah, and like it's just like normal. Yeah, I mean, I if you're if your bathroom at work is like a blue box, maybe. Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, there, there's something about being classy, right? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be at you want to like stink up the joint. But, <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, like at the same time, like I've crop dusted a group of people <laughs> yeah. on several occasions on the way to the bathroom. Life, you know, like, like I mean, like. There's a time and a place yeah. where it's funny, <laughs> <laughs> but you got to pick and them. choose, right? You can't just be yeah. like, you know, anyway. So yeah, uh, depending on where you work, of course, right? Yeah. Now, a lot of people these days working from home, so like, <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so why, why is it bad for you, Captain? Oh, crap. Let, let the, let the, oh, crap. Uh, all right, it's about time we eradicate the embarrassment of pooing, especially in the workplace. Bowel movements eliminate unwanted material and toxins from the body and are a result of the digestive process. Regular bowel movements are a sign of a healthy gut. All I can hear is one of my parental units. Have you moved your bowels? <laughs> right. Yeah, I have a stomach ache. Have you? When's the last time your, your bowels moved? moved? <laughs> While every person is different, having a bowel movement daily or several times a week is typical, UCLA Health reports. Considering we all do it, why are people so embarrassed about it? An article published by Vice early, earlier this year explored the phenomenon. One person told the publication, pooing destroys the ego. It strips you bare. <laughs> Does it? That's like a very intense way to think about it. Wow. I'm like, I think you guys are reading a little too much into this. <laughs> what do you mean? It's a spiritual experience every time I take I, a poop. Like, I mean, what? I have been known to like, you know, when, when, when you do it and you feel the relief, you're like, oh, God. Are you meditating, <laughs> you though? Know? Wow. I mean, no, I guess not. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it's, it's not meditation yeah. at all. Yeah, it's just relief is all it is. You're not like, I'm humbled. <laughs> You, you are, I'm, I'm so I'm humbled. I'm so humbled. My I mean, ego is much better. It depends now. on the size of the poo, I guess. Right? <laughs> you know, sometimes you're like, "Damn, that came out of me, huh?" Well, yeah, my, weird. Who knew? My son does that with 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 his other friends. Like they'll they'll send like, pictures back and forth of like, "You got to see this," and I'm like, "No." There's a but uh, they do that. They're, you know, teenagers. There's a pretty great story on Reddit that's been around for I think a couple of decades now. Uh, it's about the poo knife. 
So what this is that? this is a this is a knife that's kept in the bathroom by a family with uh, infamously large uh, <laughs> bowel movements. <laughs> Slice right. it up. A that, knife? So that uh, like, yeah, like the, it's actually it, it's just like I think it's just like a butter knife, like taped to a stick or something like that. What? So like yeah, when you then get up you off gotta... the toilet and it like it's too big to flush, you grab <laughs> the poo knife out of its we'll designated send. area and and cut it up a little bit. Right? I don't wow. know. That's so, huge. It's going to be should, huge. Like, drink some more water, eat some more fiber, because there shouldn't it shouldn't be like getting stuck. Well, I mean, maybe they're just large people, right? Yeah, you know, be, yeah. toilets have gotten smaller and they use less water and they don't flush as well as they used yeah. to right. as a result. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you know, you don't know, right? Okay. But like, it's a great story. If you want to be entertained, no, I hate it. if you want to be entertained, go read. I, I'm serious. It is one of the greatest stories <laughs> you will ever read. Uh, on Reddit, like yeah. go get the the stick, get, get the but the butter knife. Well, and get like the thing, it's 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 explained uh, by the the author uh, who you know that's how they grew up, right? They grew up in the house where that was just a thing, and then they go and to their so, friend's house and they're like, "Oh, do, Jimmy, you got a knife? get the thing." Yeah, do you do you got a do you got a poo stick, right? <laughs> you you know, a poo knife like, or whatever, what? right? A poo knife, and like you yeah, like knife? I mean, I grew up in Wisconsin. And in every bar in Wisconsin, you can go in and go, cup of dice? And they reach under the bar and hand you uh, a cup, usually bound in leather, with a pad on the bottom, and it's got five six-sided dice in it. Really? And why would why would they have this? Yeah, why? Drinking Gam- games. Yeah, gambling. Oh. Right? Well, gambling. Yahtzee. Right? Drink, drink, but mostly drinking games. Drinking it's, games. It's okay. Wisconsin, right? Okay. So That's pretty cool, though. Uh, That's cool for the bartenders because they'll make more money. Exactly, right? And so they tr- want to wow, promote this. And then, well, so the, the problem is, is I grew up thinking that was normal. Yes, and you came here or so then wherever. I, yeah, then I leave Wisconsin, and the first bar I go to that's, you know, not in Wisconsin... Uh, I'm there with some friends, and we want to play some drinking games, right? Yeah, so a I cup go, of dice. I go, I go up to, I go up to the, I go up to the bartender, and I'm like, yeah, I'll have a whatever, you know, this, I'll have a shot and a beer or whatever, yeah. and a cup of dice. And he goes, okay, I got your shot, I got your beer. Uh, is <laughs> is that a is a cup of dice? Is that a drink? I don't know how to make that. A cup of ice. Like, and and I'm like, no, 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 it's a it's a cup with dice in it. Cup of dice. <laughs> And he's like, well, I don't know what you're talking. Like, I'm speaking a foreign language, John, yeah. right? So, but this is what happens, right? When you grow up with something that's normal to you in your subculture, your area, your tribe, whatever it is, when you go outside of your tribe, all of a sudden it's abnormal. And Bob's your uncle. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. We will uh, finish up this number two story plus more. It's Free Talk Live. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Tired of the ever-inflating U.S. dollar? You can live your life on Dash instead with some handy websites. BitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years and has a ton of big-name retailers and brands including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. Plus, many of their gift cards are available at a discount. But what about paying your bills? Spritz.finance can do that, and they can send dollars to your bank account in case you still need those for some reason. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. 
Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. I couldn't tell if it was like cat. Cat Bridget, lumber cat. That's a chainsaw. The chainsaw. That was the chainsaw. Is it a chainsaw and massacre? The chainsaw all day today. Chainsaw. You were chainsaw. It was chainsaw all day today. Well, right again, as I as I began saying at the uh, (laughs) beginning of the first segment, folks in New Hampshire and other places where it's starting to get cold are prepping for winter. Yeah, and. uh, around these parts, uh, lots of folks heating with wood. Wood right. stoves. Yep. It was beautiful you know, today. 50 degrees, T-shirt, chopping wood. You know, it was great. Uh, so, you know, folks are prepping. And so uh, within that, Steve Classic and I, had we were reminiscing about an, <laughs> an ancient band from, what was it, 92? 91, 92. Yeah, yeah. called Jackal. Uh, they have a song called The Lumberjack Song, and it features a, a chainsaw solo. <laughs> We're a, Great. We're a guitar solo. It's, it's awesome. Really would be. It's awesome. Yeah. They sound uh, like ACDC. <laughs> they do. So. If, if ACDC had a song, like, you know, like... What like they a had, bit heavier ACDC, yeah, but yeah. not much. Right? But I mean, ACDC like, had a bagpipe solo, so I, I don't, you know, how do you yeah, top I mean, that? Put a chainsaw solo in. Yeah, got to get creative, you know? Yeah. I was listening to, I don't remember what, some music service, and there's a song by Guar called The Horror of Yig. Yes. And uh, it features uh, an intro with bagpipes. Hmm. And then uh, I thought that song was coming on, but no, it turns out it was Corn instead because Corn oh. also has, I think, Shoots and Ladders is the name yeah. of the song, uh, where they, they bagpipe intro. And wow. like, I never realized that like they were kind of similar intros in that respect. Was ACDC the first rock band to incorporate bagpipes? Long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Mm. I mean, that was what, 78, 77? If I'm going to ask the magic rectangle. Ask the magic rectangle. Yeah, will you consult the oracle? <laughs> See the, what it has to say? The captain continues. Yeah, before we go on, this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash master nodes. These master nodes vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and are funded by the treasury. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first more than a decade ago, or nearly a decade ago, depending on uh, when it started. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol, and it's also in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and easy to use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. And big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us here at Free Talk Live 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. That's Dash.org. All right, so we've been talking about our number two story tonight, and <laughs> uh, 
it's it's kind of hilarious. Uh, the headline reads, holding in your poo at work is bad for you. Uh, doctor explains why. So it's all about, uh, you know, pointing out the embarrassment that some people have over bowel movements, et cetera, and so on. Uh, someone else chimed in uh, that it's disgusting, smelly, and unhygienic. You can be as charming as you want, but if people hear you taking a ass, <laughs> it rips all of that away. Which, I mean, yeah, it it does. Yeah. You know? Oh, God. But, you know, I mean, you guys have all, like, walked a dog, right? You know? Yeah. When a dog's squatting to take care yeah. of business. Like, and no do one... you think the dog is feeling embarrassed or, you know, if you're laughing yeah. at the dog or whatever, right? You know? <laughs> They're just like, what? Bonnie was telling me she dressed up her dog for Halloween as a hot dog. Yes, he was super uh-huh. cute. And that it was hilarious when she had to take him out to go do his business <laughs> yeah. because he got a hot dog taking a poo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, uh. <laughs> anyway, uh, one person told the publication, pooing destroys the ego, it strips you bare. The embarrassment of going for a number two is unsurprisingly very prevalent in the workplace. And the issue is thought to mainly affect women. Grow up. (laughs) I I think, okay, so I was a CNA for a long time. Mm -hmm. And you can use your imagination of what I was spending most of my time doing as a a CNA. It was a number two story Um, all the time. It was every single day, every hour was a number two story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So maybe I just got so desensitized to it. I remember before that, like as I was a teenager, like you wouldn't really talk about it, especially like with your girlfriends, like. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I was hanging out with guys, it would probably come up more, but I wouldn't really share. I guess there was some form of embarrassment surrounding it. Um, But I think as an adult, it's just like, yeah, literally like grow up, get over it. Who cares? Yeah, like like dudes think that. Uh, I don't, and and like women project this too. I think to some extent, but like they think that oh, you know, women don't stink, and you know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then like yeah. you get near the women's room, and like you can hear the farts, and you can <laughs> yeah. hear the you know the grunts, and you know a bunch of dudes in there probably. You know. But I would I would like to ask uh, uh, of anyone who is either building a bathroom or remodeling one, put in a nice strong fan. Yep. Right. Do do mm. us do all of humanity a favor. And put in a nice strong fan. Also, Some potpourri. Uh, I would like to request that in the industrial applications, that is uh, office buildings and uh, you know public bathrooms, that kind of a thing, um, turn off the timer. Right, a, a lot of the lights in these bathrooms oh. have timers, <laughs> and I've never been in there long enough to. to some find people, that out. some people take a little longer from time to time to yeah. take care of their business, and the lights go off. That's terrifying. And then you gotta, you know, you gotta finish up, right? You gotta grab yeah. the toy. You gotta figure out how to navigate. You gotta the dark. do the little uh, walk with your pants. Sometimes around the, your ankle. sometimes the stall, <laughs> like you can start waving your arms around, but the the sensor's nowhere near the stall, yeah. so the sensor's not picking up movement, so the lights will go back on. So you got to figure out how to take care of your business and finish up and That's what the leave the for. stall. <laughs> Get the sticks, so, you know, start so, waving so it. So you, you take your phone out to use it as a flashlight. It falls in the in the toilet. I mean, God, it's going to yeah. be awful. Oh, no. That's happened to me before when you have it in the back pocket oh. and you... Yeah. Uh, an article published by Refinery29 after the pandemic detailed the fact that one of the biggest concerns for adults returning to the office was going to the loo at work. 
I don't know anybody calls it the. This is from. Could the be a lot yeah, of cerveza sickness. They're British. Yeah, they're British. Hello. But you ever see like when a dog, Hello. the dog takes a poo and then they 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 wipe their paws on the grass. Yeah. And they go, <laughs> well, like they're trying to throw and they're all it back they're all happy. Like yeah. I just lost five I, pounds. That's how I am. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah that's how. I, I'm like, you <laughs> jump on the scale. Yeah. Jump on the scale. Yeah. <laughs> I think when Jumping dogs do that, they're trying to like bury it or cover it with you know dirt. Yeah, and but they it, oh, they funny. run around sometimes. They're yeah, proud they do of, get they're excited. Proud of it, I yeah, think, yeah. Um, but it is funny, like how evolution does. Like, yeah, at one point that that was a trait that dog dogs needed. But if you watch a dog do it, they're not actually burying it. They're just you wiping know, their paws. They're just yeah, they're just like, wiping their paws essentially, ripping up the grass a little bit. The so cats always like, bury it though. at some point. You know, there are all of these people picking up their crap so often that they didn't actually have to bury it because they became domesticated. Wow. And, you know, they lost the actual skill to right. be able to bury it right. or, yeah, yeah. or to care yeah. enough to bury it. They, they could if they wanted to, but Someone will pick why, it up. why? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm standing behind him with a bag. Why does he care? You know, uh, anxiety around pooing in a public space is known as parcopresis. Oh, oh. Or parcopresis? It's a medical condition? Don't know how to pronounce this. Psychological condition? P-A-R-C-O-P-R-E-S-I-S, parcopresis. Is surprisingly common, says Dr. Ben Disney. (laughs) Okay, Ben. Ben Disney. (laughs) Has been (laughs) Disney? (laughs) Has been Disney. A consultant, uh, gastroenterologist at university uh, hospitals, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, holding in your poo is not good for your gut. Our bodies need to do their thing, and regardless of the reasons you're holding in, uh, it's not good for your gut, says Dr. Zoe Williams, who's would, currently working with Activia. I would think it would. That's funny. They're, she's working with the yogurt. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's Activa, not Activia. Oh, I thought it was Activia. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think Anyways. Different, slightly different by one letter. Yeah. I, I mean, I would, yeah, obviously that's bad. I would think that it would make you constipated after enough time, right? You would think so, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, people have told me that I have a, a, a large bladder because I can sit for extraordinary long periods of time without having to go to the gym. Yeah. Right? Uh, now, by what do I mean by that? Well, for example, the duration of this show. Yeah. Right? We're here right. for, like, three hours, and, like, rarely when it's break time do I get up and hit the john, right? Yeah. I might use the john after the show's over before I leave and got to go drive home or whatever, you know, that kind of a thing. But during the show, you know, not a big deal. We'll go have dinner. I'll have beverages yeah. there, whatever, well, you know, come here and do not, a whole uh, show. You must not be a diabetic. Congratulations. He's a camel. At least not yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Packing it away. I am predisposed, but, you know, uh, hopefully I'm doing the right things to avoid that. Mm. Uh, at any rate, uh, I think you might be right about uh, when it says working with Activia, I think they might the be yogurt, working with yeah. yogurt because uh, I I can hear the song in my head, Activia. Yeah, uh, but but yogurt is good for the digestive system. Oh yeah, the probiotics, so. and then for some reason the Activia, I don't know, they put fiber in it or something. Fibre, yeah, fibre, fibre. Uh, in the short term, she suggests it'll make you uncomfortable, bloated. And you'll likely need to pass gas more often as your body isn't happy keeping in what it needs to get out. <laughs> how come, so like, how come people can hold in their, their, their number two, but they can't hold back the number three? The number three? Oh. Yeah, that's, that's uh, a technicolor yawn. 
Also known as uh, oh, puke. Right, right, right. Yeah, I call it technical or yawn. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I've never yeah. heard that before. Yeah, it's one of my favorite terms. Uh, yeah, because like, you're sick, right? So if it was, I, I mean, if you I don't, had, I don't if you know had diarrhea, graphic, I mean, you you can't. Yeah, hold that's back. what I was gonna say. I was like, I'm I don't not, know how graphic I want to yeah, get that's on kind the, of the radio, it's, but yeah, you just went right yeah. for it. So <laughs> it's kind of just the opposite end. Yeah, exactly. Like you can't hold that back. You can try, but you're gonna. It's, should yeah. do be your pants. I, as a public service to our <laughs> listeners, you, I want to I want to remind everybody that if you go to fart and there's any doubt in your mind about what's what's about to happen and you you go ahead and do the thing and and it's well there's some product there. Shart? Uh you just yeah, you just sharted. You didn't, you know. Yeah. You you crapped your pants is what happened, right? You didn't It happens. And I'm just saying yeah. like if if you don't have any doubt, then that's a legitimate fart. But if you have any doubt whatsoever, right? And then you do it, well, you just crapped your pants. Yeah. So, when in doubt, hit the loo. Uh getting into the habit of holding a poo regularly can have some potential negative effects. Dr. Williams explained it can lead to constipation. The body may reabsorb water from the stool, making it harder. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. This can lead to impaction of poo where it gets oh. stuck inside. Ooh. Yeah. 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 yeah it's not. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. Uh, medical news today reports holding in a poo can also cause stretching of the uh, lower regions uh, or a loss of sensation within the rectum, which could result mm. in incontinence. Oh. The author of a 2015 study also suggested that an increased fecal load in the colon that's, that's may, a funny way to, may that's... increase bacterial counts and create long-term inflammation of the colon. Our digestive systems are influenced by everyday changing factors which may affect when and how you go, but still, the question remains, how many times should you poo? Well, that's easy. Once a day. When you have to. Yeah, when you have to. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like, At least once a day. You know? Like, if you're not feeling like you have or to. twice a day. It's okay, yeah. If you're not feeling like you have to, don't. You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, you can't, right? I mean, how do you force that? <laughs> well, I mean, some people will. They're like, well, you know, I haven't done my constitution yet this morning. Right. I should probably go sit I'm on the I'm intermittent for fasting minute, for yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Healthline states that, as a broad rule, pooping anywhere from three times a day to three times a week is normal. Three times, three, a, three times a week. A, that seems nah, low. you're and three times a day. Uh, uh, three times yeah. a day. Three times a day seems a bit excessive. I would yeah. say one or two. I mean, one number two, or two number two. I like <laughs> three number twos. Uh, I have a, a parody song that I can't sing because it's got Aww. bad language in it. Oh, I think I know. No, maybe you don't. The um, pants one? No, no, no. Uh, no, it's, a it's different a, one. It's, okay. It's actually a Bob Marley song. Oh, cool. But I can't. Uh, when we, you know, right, we'll talk I'd about love, it. Off. I'd yeah. love to hear yeah. it. <laughs> uh, typically, you'll need to go. Typically, you'll tend to go the same number of times around the same time each day. Although, depending on what you've eaten, this may vary. Well, thank you, Captain Obvious. Wow. So, if you go to Taco Bell. <clears throat> You'll be going three times a day. Again, another public service <laughs> message. If you're on the road, you're traveling, and you do feel the need to, to go poo, go. Uh, I stop at Taco Bell and use their bathroom because the way I figure it, they owe me one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You will you will hear this story nowhere else except for Free Talk Live. Hey, uh, let's go to an unscreened caller. What's your name? You're on Free Talk Live. I can't believe this is what I'm competing with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
we're just trying to uh, educate the, the population. Public yeah, service. you know we, that people we, need to know the health. We could call it the health report. The health report. Yeah. <laughs> you know that we do a we try to do a number two story every Sunday, right? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we do it every week. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. sometimes twice a week. We 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 really clean up in the ratings. Yeah. Holy God! It's okay. never our lead well, story. Uh, though. You can't you can't wipe away our shtick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I have a follow up on the the big shooting in Maine. Okay. Which, by the way, was perpetrated by a government worker. People tend to downplay that. It was a mili- military. Oh, but person. was that um. Card. So that so the guy was a government worker. You're saying? Yeah, he was a former. Yeah, I think he may, he may have been a he may have been a former government worker. No, I uh, think, aside uh, from we, him being uh, in the military, because I know he was. No, I think he was. Uh, didn't we we call military. it out that he was uh, on? Uh, he was active reserve, something like that. He was a so federal federal government federal government worker. Yeah, in that case, either either current or former. Yeah, he he had a, he had a like, a military ID that could get him on and off base. Yeah. Okay. And just like, uh, just like uh, you know, those, those two bureaucrats that did that terrorist attack in, in California, that was such a big deal. Um, but in, in, oh, and also the lady who started the Colorado Springs fire that killed three, uh, that uh, that, that uh, burned down three hundred houses. I I didn't hear uh, about that. Top of my head. Yeah. No one, no one ever talked about that, right? So is um, that did that happen a while ago, or is that like recent? Uh, well, the Colorado Springs fire was in 2012. I just happened okay. to be there during this time, so that's why I'm thinking about it. Uh-huh. But the, uh, yeah, she was a bureaucrat. She was, I don't think she was a federal bureaucrat, however. She delivery started a fire, uh, in, in, like in, in dry, dry woods, basically, as I recall. Or at least in a, I don't remember all the details, but, um, the other one was in California. But anyway, I'm getting off the, I'm getting off. Yeah, the what's the update on the, uh, update, the shooter from the- Maine? A um, uh, an executive counselor who is running for governor and probably a pretty top candidate for governor is uh, doing something that's unusual in New Hampshire, and that is uh, actually trying to. She's promising strict gun control in New Hampshire. Actually, is this uh, uh, what's her name, Camille, or something? She's got a weird. Name. I don't. I don't. I have a policy of not providing publicity to authoritarians. If I, I like nothing. your policy. Okay. All right. But um so I will not I will not speak her name publicly but Very well. um yeah she's she's got this you know this typical quote you know like you would like you would hear from another state she said uh, she says quote the 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 uh that's why I will quote that's why I will call on the legislatures to send me a bill banning assault weapons in New Hampshire this and other common sense gun violence yada 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 unquote but she's calling for additionally extreme risk protection orders, gun-free school zones, universal background checks, all the kinds of fascist things that you might, might get if you lived in, in New York or something like and that. That's, that that's the thing about that. It's like, why even try that in New Hampshire? Clearly, the people that live here don't want that. Right. Go, if you want that, Massachusetts, right. New York, right. they're literally right there. Right. Like there are so many states within driving distance that you can move to where you will feel more safe and more comfortable well, if you are afraid of guns. Here's the thing, though, like taking guns away from uh, regular people does not make regular people more safe. Yeah, of course. I, I responded to this particular person. Uh, and by the way, this is Dave Ridley who's calling. We haven't even said who you are. From the Ridley Report. From RidleyReport.com. Dot com. Dot com. Uh, 
and uh, I responded to this lady on Twitter, as I do to politicians, and I say this on the radio all the time. Great. Uh, you know, if this is what you want to do, lead by example, disarm everybody in government first, lead by example, show us how it's done. Right. If you can't do that, then shut the hell up. Right. Get rid of your security guards with their guns. Really? Yeah. And if you think about it, the federal government, since they were his employers, they funded they funded his assault rifle, his whatever weapon he purchased. They yeah. fu- they they bought that gun. They yep. funded his his mass shooting. The taxpayers paid for oh, it. Oh, and they <laughs> trained him on how to do so as well. Yeah, exactly. So get the federal government out of New Hampshire. That's that's something we can do. Uh, not not making it impossible for people to defend themselves. The sooner the better. Anyone else? Dead air. <laughs> I don't know. Really. Nothing else. All right. Hey, uh, how can people find out about your work? Where do they go? Well, rather than finding me, uh, fight her. Go to uh, forum.shiresociety.com. Awesome. Forum.shiresociety.com. Just get connected with us there. You know, uh, this is the most active web forum in New Hampshire. <laughs> Mr. Ridley, thank you so much for the call. We appreciate you, man. Uh, 603-283-6160 if you would like to join us uh, you could talk about whatever's on your mind we've been talking about our number two story and now we've been talking about uh, looks like uh, some more attempts at gun control by tyrants Uh, it's just so funny to me like she totally did not read the room did she like do you know where you are because there's probably like a hundred or two hundred people in the entire state who would agree with that. I mean, this is a pretty heavily armed state. Very. Most people are. <laughs> Very. I know. mean, like, like I, when I was in Seattle, I thought that I was heavily armed. Yeah, and then you met some of the people here. And then I moved to New Hampshire, and I realized I am not armed at yeah. all. Like, I just, you know, yeah, no. Uh-uh. I think her, her name is Oyet. Yeah, let's, let's, let's keep Dave's policy. I, Kelly, let's not give her any. Let's not give her any any public. Keep New Hampshire safe, prosperous, and free. Safe. I hate that word. Safe. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like when I hear the word officials. Yeah. Or so. You know what really bothers me about politicians telling me that they're going to keep me safe and that they're going to introduce all of these policies to keep me safe. What really bothers me about that is that it is not keeping me safe. It's not keeping the children safe. It's not keeping the old lady safe. It's not keeping anybody safe. And at the end of the day, my safety, like the safety of me and my family, is my responsibility. Yes. So due to that, like I will continue to work on my self-defense, work on, you know, my situational awareness, be armed, whatever, because that is my responsibility. Because if someone were to break into my house, the cops are not there to save me. Right. I am there. I'm the only person that's there. And I could be raped and murdered within minutes. Yep. Far before the police or any emergency person could respond to this situation. At that point, I'm already dead. Mm, yep. mm. So this is my responsibility as a human being. And I think that's a huge issue. Um, and why a lot of people idolize these politicians and worship the state so hard is because they don't re- want responsibility for their own safety, their own right. health, mm-hmm. their own finances, all of these things. It's right. it's easier for them to outsource it. 
Yeah, it's easier to be right. a child yes. for your entire life. Yes. Grow up. Take Out, responsibility your for own, your life. Outsourcing your own safety is like, that's like, there's dumb. Mind, there's actually, there's actually dumb. nothing wrong with outsourcing your safety. The problem is, is that the state claims a monopoly on the initiation of violence. So there is no market for safety services in that respect. Mm-hmm. Sure, private guards do exist, right? Security you know, guards, yeah. that kind of thing. But they're very limited. They can't compete with police because they'll get arrested if they do. Yeah. So you have no choice. And that's my problem with government in general. I have no choice to opt out. 603-283-6160. Hour number two of Free Talk Live is coming up. Eleutheromania, the insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. Solo for the night. I I didn't realize you were uh, a rapper. Yeah. 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 You're not wearing any like it's part gold, of my uh, gold chains or. <laughs> no. Know. I mean, I'm from the I old try to, school. I try to so. stay low key. You know. She's a 603 rapper. Yeah. Yeah. No gold. No. No gold. No. Gold. no. Silver. 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 Uh, <laughs> <bling>. Goldbacks. <laughs> Goldbacks. Goldbacks. She's got a necklace made of goldbacks. Gold that actually would be really cool. Yeah. A bunch of them overlapping each other, so it's all big and huge, like a Mr. T style necklace. Yeah. Weighs you down, so you Wealth. End up, so you end up with like a hunch on your back. As you Prestige. Get older. <laughs> uh, this is Free Talk Live. The telephone number, if you would like to join us, is six zero three two eight three. 6160, that's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Steve Classic. And Nikki. (laughs) Think about it. You know what? I'll tell you the truth. Right now I have um, the song from Step Brothers stuck in my head. Which song? Boats and Hose. Oh, okay. All right. So my brain's like, yeah, yeah I can't really now see I'm the lyrics. Now I'm thinking of Lonely Island, I'm on a boat. Yeah, yeah, uh, Lonely Island's uh, another good one. I still have the Max Sabbath stuck in <laughs> yeah, yeah, for our listeners who <laughs> have not been properly introduced to Mac Sabbath, it's M-A-C space Sabbath. Go look it up. Go look it up. You'll uh, thank us. It's, it's hilarious. Uh, you might even grimace at the matter. <laughs> 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 You'll find a lot of value uh, <laughs> from Max. I'm Sabbath. loving it. <laughs> you are loving it, <laughs> aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, moving on. 
from, uh, you know, we've talked about all sorts of stuff. We talked about a naked man fighting a cop, stealing his patrol vehicle. We talked about uh, Fed Smokers videos. We talked about the poo stick and a cup, <laughs> and a cup of dice. We talked. We talked about uh, gun control attempts in New Hampshire, which generally fail. Uh, we talked about holding in your poo at work is bad for you, uh, and some other stuff that I can't remember. But this one is something we definitely need to cover here on Free Talk Live. This from Eyewitness News Three. I'm trying to see where they're out of Hartford. They're Hartford. Hartford. They actually left Hartford to go to Rocky Hill because there's so much crime in Hartford. Yeah, there is a lot of crime in Hartford. You can tell because there's like gang signs paint like spray painted Everywhere. on like on the highway. On the highway, yeah, like on the exit signs. Same with uh, certain roads in Providence, Rhode Island too. Mm-hmm. Li- literally, the gang signs will spray painted on yeah. the, the exit, exit signs. signs. Yeah. Don't get so, off this exit. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's kind of nice that they like give you a heads up. Yeah. It's like yeah, I think I'll keep going. Right. Totally unrelated. Uh, near my house, there are some. Uh, some some signs for uh, you know warning you that there's a a railroad crossing coming. Oh, okay, up, right? I was like right. probably not gang signs no, where no, no, you no, live. No, no, no. The railroad gang, um, and <laughs> yeah. you know these are the the circle signs with the the R- two R- R's and the yep. big black X, and it's a yellow background or mm-hmm. whatever. Right, uh, you've seen these. Yes. Uh, there's nothing wrong with these signs at all. And then one day, a truck pulls up, and a couple of guys get out, and they unbolt the existing sign and replace it with the exact same sign except brand new right like you know they had to like peel off the thing on the front you know because right. it was you know fresh off the the railroad sign yeah. printing press i guess or whatever yeah. and i'm thinking so to myself just trying to use up the budget or I'm, whatever and i'm thinking to myself i don't what like there was nothing wrong with that sign it wasn't like the paint wasn't peeling it wasn't, it wasn't chipped smashed it wasn't up. smashed up yeah. it wasn't you know nobody had run into it or run it over or whatever it was just wasn't bigger no it was <laughs> the exact same sign wow like sounds dumb to the size and everything and i'm like that's this is this is what i hate about bureaucracy uh, not, I mean, not the only thing, but like one more thing to hate yeah. about the bureaucracy, about taxation, about, you know, cities. Yeah, you paid for you that know, sign. Do, yeah, like, but why? Why did I pay for that sign? There was a perfectly good sign there that was doing its job. Let yep. people know, hey, there's a railroad crossing mm-hmm. coming up, right? I mean, you could even Didn't argue. need to be changed. You don't even really need this sign in the first place. I mean, you can see the railroad, right? Okay, I mean, I'm not sure. against there being a sign if there was already a sign, but. But. But if your if your government is replacing things that don't need to be replaced, you should ask questions. Yeah, you should do a lot more than that. Yeah, it's so. like renumbering the exits to my. Yeah, markers. it's like why do we keep why do we keep doing that? Oh my gosh, what a mess! Marked safe today oh, from uh, man. Yeah. Exit, getting off the wrong exit. exit updates. So anyway, this story out of uh, Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, News 3, apparently, uh, WFSB.com. Burlington man arrested for growing $8.5 million worth of shrooms. This one makes me so sad. He's like 21 years old, too. Uh, There's a a graphic here. It says uh, illegal mushroom arrest. Massive magic mushroom operation busted. Operation, right. Uh, Some stuff was growing. It, it just yeah. Do they, to when like, they talk about farming, they're like massive corn operation. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it just bothers me because they're like painting him like some like 
big time drug dealer. And it's like he could be selling fentanyl or like he could be selling hard drugs, but instead he's growing mushrooms. Right. Like who cares? No one does. No except one cares. for except for uh, the government Burlington. Yeah, Cops. of course. Well, I actually got in a little bit of a debate with some uh, lady on Facebook who, coincidentally, this was on like a freedom oriented local group chat sort okay. of thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was like, "Well, he was kind of asking, like, totally victim blaming him. Like, he was kind of asking for it. Like, if he was just growing some mushrooms, like that'd be one thing." But millions of dollars and all of these things, like, you know. Well, the cops always overestimate that stuff. Too. Exactly. Right, so. I mean, if you see the pictures, it is kind of a lot. Right. Well, but, either, but either way, it's like, who cares? I'm like, who is he harming right. by doing this? And right. if you're a so-called freedom-minded person, right. uh, no, you're not. Because right. why would you want, like, why would you victim blame this guy? Like, that's just so strange. I, I don't know. It's like. A man from Burlington faces drug factory charges whatever that is, after detectives found he had been growing a significant amount of shrooms. Weston Soule, S-O-U-L-E, age 21, was charged with possession with intent to sell narcotics. Yeah, and and that's the other thing. And operating a drug factory. Shrooms are not narcotics. That's what I was saying. Like, do uh, I've never heard of a mushroom be called a narcotic before. I mean, it's literally... A fungi. It's, it's, it's like a fungus. It's, it's the, not. It's about the schedule, right? Whatever that is, yeah. right? So, like, but is that it, well a narcotic? Because to me, narcotic, like that, has a definition. Yeah, I don't know what um, the state of Connecticut recognizes as a narcotic or not, legally speaking. So I can't really tell yeah. you. But uh, they're definitely wrong. Whatever the case may be, right? Mushrooms are not narcotics. Right. Uh, nor is weed, but they share the same desi- or at least did share. Right. Yeah. A lot of places now yeah. weed is yeah, the you same know, schedule decriminalized yeah. or whatever. But yeah, but yeah at one point, yeah, it was uh, I think like LSD and mushrooms are higher on the schedules yeah. than like heroin. Yeah. Which yeah. I mean, do the math like that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. How many people are dying from taking magic mushrooms? How many people are dying from like heroin and all of these other hard drugs? Oh, my God, guys, I, something's wrong. I think I've. I think I've ingested too much marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, said no one said ever. Said no one ever, exactly, yeah. yes. Uh, state police said members of the DEA Hartford Task Force Ooh. and state police detectives received a tip that suggested this guy, Sewell, was operating a clandestine psilocybin mushroom growing operation at a home on Lion Road. They arrived at Sewell's home on Thursday around 9 a.m., when they got there, detectives oh, got said, there late. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, no. Uh, wow. And four also, a.m. door smashing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious as to how they arrived. Right? What did that look like? It, it makes it sound like oh, they just pulled up and yeah. knocked yeah. on a door. Howdy. Is that true, or did they show up with tanks yeah, and, and guns like and kicking doors and you know, helicopter? <laughs> when they got there, detectives said they made contact with Seoul and saw ventilation equipment throughout the residence consistent with those used in clandestine laboratories. Oh, my God. Soul accompanied investigators to a detached garage on the property where the detectives spotted a large mushroom growing operation. And they've got, you know, a photo here of... Uh, you know, bags of compost. Bunch of bags. Of <laughs> uh, I mean, like, what a waste of resources. Like, there's so much crime in that area and for them to waste DEA task force and like this, that, and the other thing, yeah. all of these resources 
to harass this poor kid. I mean, he's a kid. And what, now he's going to go to federal prison for growing mushrooms? I don't care how much money he was making. I don't care how many mushrooms he had. There is nothing to justify this. During interactions with investigators, Sewell claimed that the type of mushrooms he was growing were not illegal. I wonder if that's true. I wonder if there's a Could be. a specific mm. strain or variety that, you know, doesn't fall under any schedule and, you know. Well, yeah, there must be, right? Because, like, I can grow lion's mane right. or, like, turkey tail. Like, you can grow mushrooms. Right. It's just once they, um, once they're psychoactive. Right. Uh, when asked about activities inside of the main residence, Sewell did not consent to a search of residence. Yay! Yeah, all right. Good job. All right. I wonder if he's a listener. Uh, <laughs> uh, detectives then submitted a search warrant to New Britain Superior Court, which was granted. Upon serving the search warrant at Sewell's residence, investigators said they found a clandestine mushroom growing factory within. I don't know why they call it clandestine. clandestine yeah, right? it's kind of crazy. Like... You mean also, they, I wonder, they found a growing factory within, right? They, why yeah. factory? Why gotta, the, all the adjectives yeah. and the... Yeah. They, they, found, yeah. they found some shrooms growing. Right. right. So I wonder how, like, what the timeline is. Like, how quick can they get a search warrant? Because if I was this kid, I'd be like, all right, let's take a few, you know, like, let's get rid of these. Or, like, you know, put them somewhere well, else. Well, so they already I mean? had probable cause, so I imagine the turnaround wasn't, you know, yeah, exactly. uh, slow. Upon serving the search warrant as is at his residence, investigators sent uh, the uh, we said that already. Uh, the operation contained psilocybin mushrooms in various stages of growth, with an estimated total street value of eight point five million dollars. Now that's inflation. <laughs> Come on, yeah, which like four years ago was about like two point two million, <laughs> right? And you know they should have got know, busted two years ago, yeah. four years ago. Well, you know, like they say it like that. To like, they use the the monetary amount yeah. for like wow factor. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So That's like I saying, wonder how uh, many pounds that really is. Like, it might actually not be that much. Uh, that is, uh, and who who's determining street value? Right. That's like when the press talks about the crypto six case and the uh, more than ten million dollars that was passed through. You know, whatever. Right. And it's like, no, no, they don't say it like that. They make it seem like. Uh, Ian profited $10 million. Yes, exactly, right? which is not the case Which at is all. what the general people believe, mm-hmm. right, that he made $10 million off of people. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's just, and like. Yeah, it makes it sound like he's living in some mansion like, and, you know. No, not at all. Like same, same with this kid. I mean, he's living in a normal house. Like, the, if you right. see the pictures, like, yeah, he's not, like, it's super a rural, wealthy. It's a rural, yeah. you know, ranch-style farmhouse. I mean, house. he's just uh, uh, making an honest living. But the way the news will report this, they'll they'll say something like, "Oh, the new school uh, uh, updates were eight point four million dollars." Right. But when they busted, it's eight point four million dollars right. yeah. worth right. of yeah. drugs. They make it just they stretch it. Uh, Sewell admitted to investigators that the mushrooms were in fact psilocybin, uh, which is labeled as a Schedule One controlled don't substance. Talk to don't. The don't, don't tell them anything. I guess he's right. not a listener after all. Don't know. Yeah. You don't answer questions. I mean, good for him for at least being like. I think at that point he was like, they already know. But still, don't talk to the cops. Don't yeah. say yeah. anything. No, I want look, a lawyer. Yeah. L- listen, uh, no one has ever, ever, ever been told after a court trial or after being prosecuted for something that 
gee, that sentence would have been a lot lower had you just talked to the cops. It will never, mm. ever, ever benefit you. Now, anything you say can and will be used against you right. in the court. Yeah, it won't be used <laughs> for, for you. you. Right. It's always against <laughs> you. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah, it's not, so, I don't answer uh, questions. Yeah. Uh, so at any rate, it's a Schedule One controlled substance and is defined as drugs, substances, and chemicals that are not currently accepted for medical use and have high potential for abuse. That's not true, man. Shrooms there is high zero, potential. Yeah, zero potential, potential for abuse. Potential. And that, I, I say that there is medical uses. There for definitely is mushrooms. medical uses for mushrooms. So uh, particularly uh, microdosing. Absolutely. Right? The same. The same with MDMA. Right? For things like PTSD right. or uh, you know, other ailments, yeah. uh, other mental illnesses. Yeah. Uh, it's been shown to be effective. So this is not true. Thank you for lying to us, Channel 3 News. Based on the information obtained during the investigation, Sewell was taken into custody at the scene and transported to state police headquarters in Lichtfield. Lichtfield. Is it? No, it's Lichfield. 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 It's very nice. More more phlegm. Yeah, Lichfield is very nice. (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to go to state police headquarters, Lichfield is the place you want to go. All right. Okay, Lichfield, (laughs) where he was processed and charged. Processed. What, like cheese? Yeah. Did they put a little, you know, (laughs) a little wrapper around him that you got to peel off later? You got a USDA sticker put on him. Put him in a stack with a bunch of other, you know, arrestees. Processed. Processed. Pasteurized, processed, mm, yeah. criminals. Uh, let's see. Eyewitness News spoke with a neighbor who would frequently walk by the house and said, when it was cold outside, he noticed something odd. Mm. I wonder if this is the snitch. Yeah, that's the snitch. Yeah. Yeah. They were running air conditioners when it was a cold day, which didn't seem right. They had air conditioners in the, in the top windows and front of the house. Yeah, totally. Who cares? Mind also, how pumps. nosy? Yeah. how nosy do you have to be to even like notice that? I wouldn't notice. I mean, like, I'm thinking of this neighborhood. The houses are pretty close together. I totally would not notice if any of these people were running an air conditioning right now. How would you notice that? Yeah, he says they had air conditioners in the top windows and front of the house. You also saw more cars there during the day, which made it seem like a place of employment rather than someone sleeping there at night, said the neighbor. This is a nosy Nelly is what this is. (laughs) This is the type of neighbor you never want to have. Uh, no kidding. You know, uh, you know what they say about snitches. So, uh, UNH criminal justice professor and retired FBI agent Kenneth Gray. What? Jeez, man, that guy's got more labels than me. I went to school with a Ken Gray. Oh, I wonder if it's the same guy. Yeah, it might be. He says that's a usual sign in this type of operation. In a marijuana grow house, the house is usually filled with lamps. In this case, mushrooms don't need a lot of lamps. Instead, they need a lot of ventilation. Gray said. Eyewitness News called police to ask if they know how long the operation was going on for, but they did not return our calls. Sewell was held on a $250,000 capturity bond. It's just so dumb. A quarter of a million dollars. That's the thing. They're like, oh, well, he's a millionaire. He can afford it, right? This kid is not a millionaire. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have that, you know? That's crazy. And he was scheduled for arraignment at New Britain Superior Court. On the old hometown. Friday. So, hmm. yeah. Uh, free this guy. No victim. No crime. Uh, abolish the police. Mm-hmm. Because It's just so sad. Because you know this guy is going to... I don't want to manifest this for him. But, I mean, like, we've seen this before. He's going to go to jail. Yeah. And, like, for this kid he to spend, you know... 
They should, I mean, they should send him to a like a agricultural school. Yeah, they. <laughs> you could you could work for Bill Gates with the fall the farmland. It's just he's so buying. sad. I mean, I he's so young. He has his whole life ahead of him. He's an entrepreneur. Yeah. Right. He's a botanist of sorts. Yeah. You know, yeah. like this kid he's got a green thumb. Yeah. Right. Well, Four H scholarship too. and. Yeah, like this kid, like clearly he has something going for him. Like yeah. all, all these other 21-year-olds are lazy. They're working. They're like minimum wage jobs or whatever. They're working for the man, working for somebody else. They're they're drinking. You know, they're doing, you know, all these whatever, all these things yep. that your average 21-year-old is doing. And this kid is like an entrepreneur. He's running his own business. All of these positive things providing the community. With mushrooms, which they obviously need because it's kind of a mess down there. Um, and I, now he's going to go to jail. Yeah. Like, that's so sad. I'd appoint him as uh, agriculture secretary in my right, administration. Yeah. Hey, get that kid. He's good. Oh, it's just such a bummer. Yeah, I feel I, bad for him. This, he looks like a hippie. Like, he's probably just like some hippie kid, too. Sure. Like, that's so lame. Like, in any other context... This guy would be exactly as you described, Nikki, a businessman, right? Yeah, he's just yeah. He's he's, he's got his own small business. That's yeah, all he that's has. It. Right? Oh, he didn't get the, he's got, the government paperwork. He didn't have a he's permit. Got, oh, he's it's got illegal. Willing, willing customers, yeah. right? Who voluntarily want to exchange something of value to get you know whatever his product is. Yeah. Uh, and it's all voluntary. There's no harm involved. No Not at all. Right? And you know, there's no like, violence. Tell me what's violent about a kid growing mushrooms. In absolutely a house. nothing. And you know, um, like with some other drugs, I I don't really care if people do drugs. Like if they want to, that's fine. If you sell drugs, it's whatever to me. Um, but I understand how some people can make the argument with certain drugs that um, you can overdose on or are highly addictive. I understand how some people would have an issue. With the production and sale of those drugs. I totally understand that. Um, Because you could argue there is a victim, even if it's consensual. Like, there there are victims there. I mean, you know, we see people dying all the time. With mushrooms, I mean, like, it is very... I mean, you might... You get sick. Get sick. (laughs) Yeah, like, you might get, uh, like, food poisoning symptoms. But I've never heard of anyone dying from mushrooms. I've never heard of anybody getting addicted like, yeah. there's even if teenagers are doing it, I don't care if teenagers are doing it, like, whatever. You ever um, see a homeless uh, person on the side of the road going, oh, No. Man, man, I need some money to get my next room. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> that, that never occurs. Breaking no. into cars for mushrooms. Right, yeah. You know, and I think something like that has helped so many people. Uh, and it's just, it's just sad. The, the whole thing's really sad for so but many people. But if he was growing, if he was growing pot, well, they'd probably fine him for not having uh, a permit. You didn't get because a license. You didn't get a license yeah. in Connecticut. You didn't get our permission. Right, right. right. So, and you know in like 10 years this is going to be legal and this kid's still going to be in jail or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just so dumb. It's really dumb. It's totally dumb. It's totally dumb. Totes dumb. Do well, I just say that? Totes. <laughs> totes. Totes. Remind me to never say that totes. again. Ever, Add that to less, the list of things you're not supposed to air. say. Yeah. Say what again? Totes. You just said it. Come on. We just Don't told it. We already talked about Don't this. Don't say it again. I fell for that. <laughs> Don't say it. I totes fell for it. <laughs> All right. I'm feeling rather mid right now. Uh, <laughs> Not very based. I'm using slang that like I have no business using. Yeah. Too old for it. It's happening. <laughs> What's going on? Is this some kind of radio show? 
What day is it? It's Free Talk Live. Like it's that. it must be the daylight savings time or the daylight. Government, not, we're not saving it. Government all. savings time. Uh, government savings time. Government savings time. Yeah. Yes, monkeys dance. Do the dance of the clocks because we said so. There's no reason for it. We talked about it on last night's show. If you missed it, uh, you can find the archives at freetalklive.com. Uh, but yeah, definitely, uh, there's a whole article about how daylight savings time is dumb, and we covered it last night. So uh, it's Free Talk Live. More coming up, including stuff about education. So the protection of life, liberty, and property is, is what the Free State Project is all about. But it's an, it's an effort to move 20,000 people who understand. It's about demonstrating to the entire country. That, yeah, we can have a free market, a truly free market. Making it just a freer, great place to live. It's the world's largest voluntarist, libertarian community, and it's, it's only getting bigger. That's amazing, to be able to move to a place where other people like passionately believe in being free and independent. What the Free State Project is managing to do, though, is to put their money where their mouth is. It's physically getting up across the country and saying, let's go someplace and let's demonstrate the power of these ideas. There's a lot of kind of philosophy that surrounds liberty. There's a lot of thinking about it and talking about it. But here in New Hampshire, people are doing it. 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101reasonsfilm.com. 101reasonsfilm.com. My Slim Shady song, I figured I'd give you some ACDC. It's a little bit more palatable. Thanks. You're Thanks for welcome. thinking of me. With bagpipes. Appreciate you. That's without bagpipes, unfortunately. Yeah, it's just not the same without the bagpipes. No, yeah, you really need the bagpipes. Uh, 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Steve Classic. And Nikki. Uh, before we go on, I want to say thank you. You're welcome. To- <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> Uh, yes, definitely. Thank you, Nikki. But that's not where I was going with this. Oh, uh, you too, Steve. Uh, I need to say thank you to <laughs> Ricker from the Commonwealth. Oh, who is a platinum level? Wow, platinum level amplifier. What's an amplifier? You might ask. Well, Amps is the program. It stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. You can find out all about the program over at amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. It's a Patreon type setup. Uh, the The minimum we ask for is five bucks. That's all we ask. You can give more. Obviously, Ricky the does. Platinum, inches. platinum. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, let's see, is it five? Is there one 10? above that? Plutonium. Uh, I think it's maybe twenty five bucks. Wow, I think is what he gives. That's uh, awesome. But yeah, it's uh, certainly the one of the higher tiers. Uh, and why would anybody choose to give us money on this situation? Well, because we're on uh, about one hundred and eighty radio stations right now. We could be on 200, 250, 300, not out of the question. Uh, but it costs money to advertise, market, promote, and support this show. 
So if you enjoy the show, the hosts, the co-hosts, the callers, the content, the perspective of freedom, peace, and prosperity that we try to bring you, uh, then please help us get on more radio stations. Help us spread the message of freedom because Lord knows the world needs it. So thank you again, Ricky from the Commonwealth. We appreciate you. Find out all about the program over at amps.freetalklive.com. And the captain will read your name on air. And it's as if we've summoned him. <laughs> Ricky really, from the Ricky? Commonwealth. Well, let's let's well. see. Is it is this Ricky? That would be there, bro. <laughs> All right. He was waiting. Wow. Steve. Sister Nikki, good evening. That's Hello. twisted Sister Nikki to you, pal. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Well, I have to admit I've been gone for a little while. And see what it comes down to. should have been gone. To... Wait, no, that's Journey. Well, Sorry, you know what it is? Sometimes when I'm doing special Ricky from the Commonwealth work, you know, I move around a bit. But you know what's really interesting? You know, I got this euphemism, battle flag, you know, and I was in a neighboring county from the county where I'm from. And, you know, the affiliates aren't in this area anymore. But you know what's interesting? They're listening to the Internet streams and things like that. Yeah. So, you know, I went to, I was in a neighboring county, and I'll say uh, twice in that county, I got hit with this. And then now four times now, I came back to my county, they see this, and they hear the calls. I go to different locations, and some of them say, no tax for you, sir. You know what I tell them? I says, you know, when I get sit in the seat and I blow it away, there's going to be no taxes for any of us. And, you know, it's funny. Somebody said to me, hey, where are those? I can't tell you those places. But, see, that's appreciation. But, anyways, on another note, you know. Okay. I was thinking about this. I mean, you said about medicinal. Now, I take Tegretol. I've mentioned in the past. I'm Tegrity. It's Tegretol. There, oh, Tegretol. Sorry. I was thinking of South Park. Now, I'm in remission for 25 years. Integrity you know? weed. Well, that's what I'm getting to. You see, I know how long I can go without my Tegretol because I tested it. My neurologist says, it wasn't surprised. I can go five months, and then what happens is I'll get little brain seizures. The average person can't tell them, but I can. And it'll start to go downhill quick. Okay. But you know what? One thing I can tell you. Now, I generally take my Tegretol because I get it free under my medical covers as generic, and the Tegretol XR400 generic, identical to the real thing, probably because they won't mess with it. But here's what I found out when I did my testing the second time. Uh, well, I could do three medium bowls a day, you know, a little purple haze, a little Jamaican red, nice and green. Mm-hmm. I can go beyond that. I went over seven months. Now. Do I, can I replace it? Sure. You know, I generally take my Tegretol, but you know, it's good to have a substitute when times could get tough. You know, brother captain. What? Well, that's, see, that's what it comes down to. See, under Nixon, you see, he's the one that started it. He created the monster and the right was always involved. Oh, the it DEA? Was big pharma. It was big pharma. And, you oh, know, yeah. I, think in, I think in Nixon's mind, it actually was a legitimate thing for the economy. And George W. Bush brought it to life. But you know what the problem is? They can't hide anymore. You know, for the past, what, three, four years, 
The Democrats have been trying to legalize it across the board. The Republicans are like, no, 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 we can't do that. Oh, wait a minute. Isn't things like Tegretol and like, you know, no, things like, you know, what the problem is, isn't things like blood pressure medication and things like that. The problem is it'll replace the, the antidepressants, the antipsychotics. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the opiates. Oh, we can't have that. Oh, my God. That'd be bad for the economy. And if you grow right. it in your backyard. Oh, yeah. Big Pharma <laughs> hey, is, hey, is definitely no afraid doubt. of losing their profits to stuff that you can grow yourself. A like 21 year old kid in Connecticut. And mushrooms. And mushrooms. Right. Uh, See, I just want to rallies. Ricky, at real... my rallies, you can have. Yeah, you can smoke anything you want. You can dress or undress anywhere you want. As long as you're hungry. If you want to eat a half an ounce of fresh mushrooms at my rallies, you're safe. But see, at my rallies, unlike this guy who talks about his Second Amendment, who used to be president, not a gun in yeah, sight. Yeah. There's going to be lots of them at my rallies. Uh, Ricky, I just want to tell the folks at home who don't know what Tegretol is. It's carbamazepine. Uh, it's sold mm-hmm. under the brand name Tegretol. Uh, it's an anticonvulsant medication used in a variety of treatments such as epilepsy or neuropathic pain, uh, et cetera, and so on. So it's used to treat other things, too. But I just want to give people an idea of what Tegretol might right. be. Right. And one one important thing about Tegretol. See, I got into remission, like I said, 25 years ago or maybe something like that. See, what happened is I was my neurologist, brilliant man, retired now. He he had me, and he's working it, and I was 90-some percent he had me good. But, see, the thing is, it wasn't 100%. He said, Rick, 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 I, I have an idea. I want 100%. But, see, he didn't want to push me uh, to uh, to 1,000 because 1,200 is a toxic level to yeah. anybody, including me. So, well, what it is, something brand new just got approved by the FBA. FDA, Teratol XR 400. Well, that's 400 milligrams in one pill. That's a lot, but it's also a time release. Uh, I, I, I really just hate how, like, there is an FDA and that there's this, like, oh, this new thing was approved. Like, I mean, we don't need a government bureaucracy to prove to us what is or isn't effective when it comes to pharmaceuticals. Right. And one thing I will tell you, the XR, now that's a time release. Now that was the first, and that did solve my problem, but that was the first of all of them. Then you had Seroquel XR and all of that. Yeah. That was the beginning. And, you know, time release is a beautiful thing, actually. For a change, it's something good. to solve a lot of problems for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, Big Farm is evil, though. They are evil. Yeah. You know, I wish, I wish it wasn't that way, but it's out of control. And there's only one way to stop them. And see, the only people that can stop them is the federal government. But I will say, when I when I make that thing blown away, you know what? We can do so many things so different. See, we can do trade any way we want. And we oh, don't yeah. have to be under their thumb anymore. Yeah, once the government sure gets out of the way, once the government gets out of the way, uh, you'll see amazing things happen in the market. And, Ricky, thank you for the call. We appreciate you. Uh, amazing things happen in the market. Um, currently, the most reliable price-dropping uh, common purchase in the United States, televisions, right? Really? Yeah. Televisions? Yeah. 
Yeah, the price. I mean, that seems like a one-time purchase. No, or no, no, maybe... no, no. I'm no, talking the, about. Like... I'm talking about uh, the price reducing. So, oh, I can go I into know. Walmart right now, yeah, and I okay, can go I buy a 40-inch, you know, 4K TV yeah. for four hundred dollars. Yeah, three hundred. Yeah, where previously or something it was like, like the same price as a car. That would have been yeah. like ten times that yeah. just a few years ago, five years ago, or something right. like that. It'd have been like three grand or something for that same television. Uh, maybe more like. Five I mean, or all, eight all years tech ago, is but... like that. Computers, well, or DVD players, or whatever. Oh, okay. I mean, to some extent, yes. But as far as most common purchase, right? Televisions are still, right. you know, the number one. So why does that occur? Why do the prices of televisions keep going down? Even though we've got inflation and we've got, you know, more improvements in television, right? Your TVs yeah. are smart now and you can just connect to the internet and get on your Netflix or mm-hmm. whatever, right? So why does the price of televisions keep going down? down as opposed to anything else right and big Macs going outside of up. tech uh, we haven't gotten to that one yet but we will uh, big Macs up televisions down yeah uh, so p- people need tvs more than big so Macs. it's because televisions are not regulated oh right? really yeah there there are uh like most television manufacturers subscribe to the ul laboratories right right the and the ul laboratories is uh, a non-government entity, an NGO, a non-government organization, mm. that provides the rating system, right? Now, if you're a business and you want to establish some level of trust with your customers, you might consider getting this agency to come in and inspect your process, your mm. your manufacturing process, your sales process, your distribution right. process, and give you one of these UL listed, right? It would be the same thing as like the good housekeeping seal of approval. Right. Right. If you've ever heard of this. Right. So you don't need a government agency, a monolithic armed government agency to make things uh, or to approve or disapprove things. All you need is independent evaluators, you know, like uh, uh, consumer reports. Right. So if you had a so if the USDA had to grade televisions, it would probably be they'd be a thousand dollars. Right. Right. Yes. And they would all have to conform to a whole bunch more stuff. Right. Than they currently do. You couldn't innovate. Uh, you like everything would be sort of. Uh, you can't have a small TV. That's too yeah. small. Oh, oh, too you, big. I need like four <laughs> HDMI inputs, but no. I, I can only buy a TV with one. Yeah, right. Because the, the government says, says right. Yeah, <laughs> can't have too many. Right, and so like it stifles innovation. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, and that's just what government does. Mm-hmm. And so it's real easy to have free market agencies, NGOs, non-government organizations perform the tasks that government claims to be performing with something like a USDA or an FDA or whatever, right. uh, but uh, without the government influence. They're truly independent, right? Because currently we know that pharma and government are in bed together, right? Mm-hmm. That pharma is donating to these campaigns. These politicians are now currying favor for these big pharma companies, right? And that's just how it works, apparently, hmm. right? Now, we could get rid of all of that by abolishing government. Well, couldn't now isn't organic food like if it's labeled organic? That's government uh, oversight. It's a USDA it? certification, right? Yeah. But if you say it's non-GMO product or non-GMO verified or whatever, that's like the private group saying that it's to my knowledge. Yes, good. it's a little gray area, but I know that you know it has to pass. I don't know whether it's USDA or FDA it's, organic. It, it's funny that uh, we we talk in terms of organic or non-GMO, whereas my grandparents used to just call it. Food. Food. Right. Yeah, Yeah. because it was all organic, (laughs) right? right? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't until, I mean, I guess, 
I guess what the forties and fifties, right? Was the sort of the start of processed food. Yeah, 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 processed food, but I mean, I I think the regular use of these toxic pesticides. I mean, I that was yeah, even I later than that because I don't even necessarily think like yeah, processed foods and eating a ton of sugar. Like yeah, that stuff's not great for you, but it's not toxic to the level that some of these right, pesticides like are. I mean, like whatever, right? yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like literally killing people and giving them cancer. Yeah, and everyone's like. Where did all this cancer come from? Oh my goodness! I like all of these, you know, like neurological disorders, mm. and like why does every single kid have ADHD, and you know all this stuff? And it's yeah. like, well, maybe if you stopped poisoning the food, we wouldn't be so sick. It's like the the um, those uh, memes that that Matt put up this week was. Uh... Instead of fruity pebbles, it was called fructose peddlers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fructo- yeah. four hundred yeah. times the amount like, of sugar. What was the other one? The, it was whipped lard yeah. with tree sap corn. flavored, tree sap yeah. flavored uh, high fructose <laughs> corn syrup. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's all disgusting. Yeah. Country yeah. time lemonade doesn't have any lemons. <laughs> Get your daily <laughs> ascorbic acid or something. Contains yeah. no lemons whatsoever. Uh, uh yeah. So. I guess we'll move on to the next thing. Uh, Nikki, I think, did you bring this one in about Chicago's schools? Not Chicago. No? Okay. You, I don't think so. Any, I brought any, in any, something. The homeschooling one. Yeah, right. homeschooling. Okay, We're, we'll get to both of those, I think. Uh, from FEE, which stands for? Fee. For, the anyone? Free Education. Anyone? Uh, fee, oh, I feel like I should know fee. this. FEE. Fee. I, it's economic something. Freedom uh, Foundation for Foundation economic, for Economic Education. Yeah. Well, right. now I know. Knowing, I knew that at one point. Knowing is half the battle. <laughs> yeah. You know what the other half is? I, I don't know. The battle. Oh. <laughs> the actual fighting. Yes. <laughs> the other half. Knowing is the first half. Yeah. Then there's the actual fighting. <laughs> uh, from fee.org, F-E-E.org, Chicago's solution to its failing school system. Stop grading schools on performance. Wait, wait. We're just going to make everyone equally as bad. Just bring everybody down. It's become abundantly clear that the greatest obstacle to educational reform is the government itself. Yeah! Yeah, F-E-E. Reporting the truth. All right. So, here we go. In 1987, U.S. Education Secretary Bill Bennett famously traveled to Chicago. 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 The Windy City. Where he ruffled feathers. Really? Oh, he ruffled feathers by telling a closed room group that the Windy City school system was, quote, the worst in the nation. Wow. Wow. Really? I mean, even what about uh, Mississippi and Louisiana? I thought they were the worst. Baltimore? I mean, maybe by city. Yeah, or maybe. Because I could totally see like inner city Chicago being the worst. Oh, definitely. Local parents and educators bristled at the charge, which resulted in an awkward New York Times story. But decades of data would subsequently prove that Mr. Bennett was correct. Chicago schools were a total mess. So really quick before we move on. Deep dish pizza? Yay or nay? Nay. Yay. Okay. I'm a yay. <laughs> I just uh, I had to know. I, it's my preference. Yeah. Really? It's, yeah. Okay. it's either deep dish, Chicago style is my favorite, uh, or thin crust. Yeah, New I don't style. like I don't like yeah. the, the this medium crust that everybody has, this yeah. hand-tossed thing no, like no, no, it's no, not no. that i don't like it but it's just like it's not as good to me yeah. i like i like the thin cracker crust because it's crackling crunchiness yeah. little burnt out or of 
or I like the deep dish because it's fried bread. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just like... Um, Literally, it's fried bread. It's, it's very, oil. It should be very eaten doughy. Out. Yeah. Um, I like various styles of pizza as long as they are cooked well and it's a good, quali- a good quality New York City style pizza. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to give a shout out to a place uh, in Minneapolis that I think still exists called Devani's Pizza. Devani's. Yeah. yeah sounds divine. Uh, they do a thing where uh, for their deep dish pizza... Uh, they will, uh, uh, when you're making the pizza, they'll grab, you know, uh, an empty or a thing of dough in a, in a tray, uh, you know, before they cook it. And instead of putting sauce on it, they'll just brush it with a little bit of garlic butter and then they'll start putting the toppings on and the cheese and all that stuff. And then they'll put it through the oven. Oh, they put the sauce on the top? Yeah. When it comes out the other end of the oven, they have a, you know, a bin, if you will, that's got a little heater under it, whatever, keeping it warm, full of the sauce. And so when it comes out the other end... They put the sauce on the top, hmm. and then they put the little Barbie table in the middle. And put yeah, it in the Barbie bar. table. Uh, yeah. So why um, why do they put the sauce on the top? It's physics. Are they just trying to be like cool? No. Oh, like, oh we're, we're different. The cheese kind of keeps it from... Have you ever... You've seen this. I know I've done it. Have you ever bitten into a slice of pizza, and all the toppings fall yeah, off and slap you in the face, and yeah. like, and it hmm. doesn't happen if you put the sauce on top. Wow. Yeah, wow. they, solved, to that bread they and, solved the problem. It's like an upside down. I'll have to discuss this with my pizza expert yeah. after the show. Yeah, or just make a homemade pizza and put the sauce on yeah. top and see sauce what happens, top. right? Yeah, I'll like, have to consult the committee first, but yeah, I'll think about it. Do you, do you need a triplicate form filled out? <laughs> yeah, like, it's a big process. Do you have a, per- like, do you have a yeah. permit for that? Yeah, do, do we need a license? <laughs> need a license to, to do the to pizza, pizza research? <laughs> All right, so going back to this article about education in Chicago. The city's own accountability report card would later demonstrate that huge majorities of students in the city's worst schools, 75% in elementary and 95% in high school, failed to meet the state standards. 95% in high school. 90 that's, that's failed to meet the state standards. And, and st- I'm sure the state standards are, are pretty low. But- <laughs> They're like, can you read? Can you tie your shoes? Well, we know. What's your name? Oh, you can pronounce your name? Okay, you, you pass. We know from previous topics we've covered here on Free Talk Live that one in five, 20%, right? Yeah. One in five high school graduates are, that means, are functionally illiterate. That they, means they graduated. They got a, they got a freaking they a diploma, diploma, but they're functionally illiterate. illiterate. How do you get a diploma? And be functionally illiterate. I'm going to say something really mean, but I'm just going to go for it. These are the people that want $20 an hour to like work entry-level positions. It's like you can't even read and write. We don't even know how you filled out the job application. Call 1-800-ILLITERACY. <laughs> Dial it right now. Like, I can't figure that out. Yeah. Uh, so at any rate, uh, Chicago's own accountability report card would later demonstrate. Oh, we already read that. Things hardly improved during the pandemic, even though the Chicago public school system was spending roughly $28,000 per student. Per student? That's like college money. Per student. Jeez. Partly thanks to federal bailout cash. Dang, they got that much money? That sounds like a lot. How many uh, students are there? I mean, there must be like millions. There's a a billion. A bunch. Uh, Just 30% of black students meet or exceed reading standards in the third grade, and the numbers fall to 14% for 11th graders. According to data from the Illinois State Board of Education, the Chicago Tribune pointed out last year. 
Chicago schools clearly aren't getting the job done, but political leaders in the city have discovered a solution to the problem. I know what it is. Stop grading schools. Oh, yeah. I was going to say more. they need more money. Oh, well. <laughs> That's usually like, well, we need to put more money. I think they already money. tried the they're, more money, they're and the they're like, 000. okay, so we're, we, we ran out of money. <laughs> what else can we do? We covered a story last night, uh, Peakless Mountaineer, Richie Rich and myself, on Free Talk Live, uh, about uh, a police department in Denver that uh, decided that it was going to create a new task force. Uh-huh. It was called like FAST or something. It's some acronym, yeah, you know, right. whatever. And this task force was going to uh, go ahead and investigate all of the non-fatal shootings in Denver, like immediately, like as soon as they happen. What does this tell you? This tells you that they don't do that already. <laughs> Right. Yeah. They, so wow. like, don't oh like, like, gosh, you know, yeah, yeah, like, like Denver figured out, like, okay, we need to create this thing, and we need to get these like really focused detectives on this special committee to go out and investigate these things, so that we can solve these non-fatal shootings <laughs> faster. And guess what? If they dedicated some time and some resources and some education, and like made it a priority to go and investigate these things lickety split, guess what? They'd figure they it figured out. it out. They closed more cases and arrested more people. Like, like it, it took it, it, us getting to this point for somebody to go, well, maybe if we just did our supposed jobs in the first frickin' place, we'd have better results. It's wild. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So at any rate, Chicago schools uh, aren't getting the job done. Uh, I personally don't give a lot of attention to grades, Mayor Brandon Johnson said during a recent interview. Let's go, Brandon. Obviously not. Your schools are failing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> How do you grade a system when the system has not fulfilled its basic obligation of providing an equitable system that speaks to the needs of students? Uh, Wow, that's just a bunch of gibberish. Mr. Johnson went on to explain the better way to evaluate Chicago's school system. (laughs) Did he graduate from the school system? Is that how he, probably the, the author of the article probably did. He says, my responsibility is not simply to just grade the system, but to fund the system, he said. Uh. That's how I'm ultimately going to grade whether or not our public school system is working, based upon the investments that we make to the people who rely on it. Never teachers, mind unions. <laughs> never mind, uh, you know, evaluating, uh, you know, how your teachers are actually educating your students. 603-283-6160. Is public school failing you or your children? Give us a call. Free Talk Live. Yes, it is Free Talk Live. We are back. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening tonight. The telephone number, if you'd like to join us in conversation, is 603 603- Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Steve Classic. And Nikki. Uh, Before we go on, I want to ask all of you listeners for a favor. I would like you to visit ariademezzo.com. And on that page, she has instructions for how you can write to her. Send her stuff, put money on her books, that kind of stuff. As you know, Aria is currently serving... A prison sentence 
in federal prison. Boo. Sentence. For the crime of not having a license whilst selling cryptocurrency. For the crime of no crime. Right, yeah. Not, no victims at all, period. So, And also, too, uh, while your writing hand is out, while you've got your quill and your ink bottle, uh, you can <laughs> your also... Parchment. <laughs> yeah, in your parchment. You can also visit freekeen.com. And there's a post there with some information on how to write to Mr. Ian Freeman, who is also currently kidnapped by the federal government. Uh, he has been convicted. He was sentenced, and now he's awaiting some sort of additional hearing for something about restitution. Yeah. Do we know when that is? Um, Any word on that? I, I keep forgetting to ask Bonnie. I want to say it's... I feel like she's the gal to ask. I want to say it's soon, but I don't know the exact Because he's date. been in there for like a month already yeah. or more. Yeah. I want to say it's soon, but I don't remember the date. Yeah. So we'll try and keep you all posted on when that mm-hmm. is and make an announcement here on Free Talk Live. Also, Aria is almost halfway done her prison sentence Factoring in um, good the good time. time. Yeah. So there's good some. Times. Good times. There's some, even though she's not <laughs> having show. a good time. Yeah. Good times. Um, good times yeah. There's some sort of good time calculator that she has used right, to yeah. kind of, of course, make there's an yeah. assumption. GED, right? You get your GED so, and then you can. Someone, I think she already has one of those, right, so the, I don't think she. We had uh, a caller, the, um, the guy from Atlanta. I yeah, think, you can get Georgia. your GED, yeah, if, if your you, GED in federal prison, and then you uh, do all these other classes. And to, you get half your, you get time reduced. Yep, yep, yeah. from doing all these classes, and yeah. it's like all like dumb stuff. Like I forget, she was telling me what classes she was taking, but they were all like sounded really stupid, and she's like, yeah. It's yeah. just a complete joke, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you yeah. just do it just so you can, you know, yeah. get out of there, mm-hmm. but. Uh, according to a Crypto 6 updates chat that I am in, uh, somebody has copied and pasted. I think this is Mr. Penguin. Uh, notice the restitution hearing for Ian has been set for oh. December 19th, 2023 at 10 a.m. Really? December yeah. 19th? Yep. So he's staying in, uh, not Concord, wherever in he is? Merrimack. Merrimack? Yeah. That's kind of a long time because I guess while he's there, he doesn't get any of the good time. No, I think he right? does. He yeah. does. Yeah, I think he does. He's still. Aria a federal, thought that he didn't for some reason. He's still a federal prisoner. Yeah, she said for some reason she thought that until he was like at the camp or wherever he's going, like the actual federal establishment. Maybe she might know more than I do. I, I don't I'm know sure. where right. she got that information from. I don't know. But. She's probably studying it in one of her classes. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? but. Uh, I, it's not uncommon for, uh, you've ever heard of a, a jailhouse lawyer? Yeah. Right? It's not uncommon for a federal prisoner, particularly with a long sentence, to go to school within the prison system and become an attorney, pass the bar, yeah. right? All that kind of stuff. Wow. Uh, and then, you know, later on represent themselves in any, you know, ongoing yeah. uh, like appeals hearings and stuff it like that. It doesn't seem like the people that she's with are doing that. No. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I think most of them aren't really that sort of, you know, scholar. Oh, no. But. I shouldn't have looked at this. Yeah. Uh, so, at any rate, we were talking about the Chicago school system who decided that uh, just like that, by simply grading schools by the funding they receive instead of their actual performance, the CPS, that's their, you know, rating system, uh, goes from one of the worst school districts in the United States to one of the best. <laughs> just by how much money they get? That's, yeah. that's Wait, awesome. Just... It says if you grade these schools by funding, it's a different story, of course. 
per student funding at Chicago Public Schools is now approaching, oh, sorry, CPS stands for Chicago Public Schools. Uh, per student funding at Chicago Public Schools is now approaching $30,000 per student. That's nearly double the national average of 14347 Yeah, so how does that make them better? Well, they get more money. Doesn't that make them worse? Well, see, here's the problem. Chicago schools are getting rated poorly. So in order for them to discontinue being rated poorly, they're just going to stop rating them. And just give them more money. And the more money they get, the better the school is. Right? <laughs> Come on. That's the, that's the new it's fuzzy that's math. What this I says. don't know. Uh, indeed, in this paradigm that has brought us failed bureaucratic education system, America sees today. More than 30 years ago, John Hood, the author and president of the John W. Pope Foundation, explained why government was wholly unsuited to teach America's students and predicted U.S. schools would continue to decline despite steadily increasing government spending. When every call for fundamental change in American education is rebutted not by arguments about student achievement, but by arguments fo- focusing on race, class, social mixing, and other social concerns, it is difficult to imagine any real progress. This is why people are homeschooling. Oh, good. They do mention it. Uh, mm. When teachers spend much of their day filling out forums, teaching quasi-academic subjects mandated from above, and boosting students' self-esteem as contrasted mm. with surf respect, which is not earned rather than worked up, learning is difficult, if not impossible. Mr. Hood had gleaned the same truth the famous educator John Taylor Gatto had learned. Mr. Gatto, the teacher of the year in New York State in 1991, and... <coughs> Author God bless you. Of Dumbing Us Down. <laughs> Sorry, there was a sneeze there for those of you not paying attention. Dumbing Us Down. I want to read that. Oh, John Taylor Gatto is one of my favorite people. He's dead now, sadly. Uh, but he is a multiple Teacher of the Year winner in the New York public school system. Hmm. Uh, people would, would take him and drop him into a failing school system, and he would figure out how to teach the kids. Now, he didn't do it in the way government wanted you to do it. Right, he actually figured out how people learn, and then just sort of allowed kids to pursue what they were interested in. And oh, guess wow, what? They did. They well. learned. <laughs> they did better. Uh, yeah, weird, huh? Uh, Mr. Gatto, Teacher of the Year in New York State, ninety-one, and author of Dumbing Us Down, understood it wasn't bad teachers or lack of funds responsible for America's failing schools. It's the system itself, which is built on coercion, bureaucracy, and obedience instead of actual learning, discovery, and collaboration with families. Hmm. So says it right there. There's more to this article. Uh, We'll post the whole thing for you up on our social website if you want to check it out. Uh, But we want to move on to, uh, let's go with uh, this from NBCConnecticut.com. Dot com. Dot com. (laughs) Tiny homes built to house the homeless in New Haven are vacated. Due to code violations. <laughs> this this story, is, I, I mean... And it, this isn't the first time we've heard this story. This is the first time we've heard it from this particular no, this city, this particular, right? Yeah. But like this happens over and over right. again. Yeah. Some people go, oh my gosh, there's a bunch of homeless people. Let's build them some homes. Yeah, right? that's right? a good thing Tiny to do. home, right. a, a room, something, right? Yeah. Put, yeah. Let's put some shelter over these people right. at least, right? And then the state comes along and is like, no, 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 no. These are too small or, you know. <laughs> right. And it's just crazy to be like, oh, code violations. Code violations? Yeah. They were homeless. Right. Does it matter if right. there's code? Right. They were living in a tent 
with like a heater in there before. Yeah. Like how is a big yeah, lighter? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? A like candle was heating them up. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, tiny homes are being built to house homeless people in New Haven, Connecticut, but they're being vacated because of code violations, according to city officials. Officials. That's officials. Oh, I hate yeah. that word. Officials. Yeah. Also, uh, I don't uh, when when I'm not on the air and I say the word city officials. Um, I, I I pronounce it like Sean Connery. Ah, right. Oh, that's a that's a dump. That's a dump. Still wasn't me. I said she. Yeah, that's right. I I dumped it. I said she talk live. I was going to say she talk live. She talk live. Why did you you baited me with that? Perhaps I yes you did. In a letter from the New Haven Building Department. Officials said an inspection of the 203 Rosette Street property revealed several code violations related to the construction of several pallet shelters. So I guess these uh, tiny homes were built. Uh, I mean, they don't pallets. look like they're built on pallets, but maybe they were. Uh, yeah. Maybe they were built on pallets for easy moving, right? So in case the city came in and was like, "You can't be here," like, well, "Okay, we'll, we'll move, move you them over here." Right? Yeah. But no, instead they said, "Oh, you violated code." <laughs> No home for you. Also, like, what code? You know, it, it was clearly up to their code. Officials say. Officials. <laughs> Quote, unquote, official. Air quotes. Yeah. Officials say specific violations include solid fuel heating sources without smoke or CO2 detection, as well as the absence of sanitation or utility services, including electrical, mechanical, and plumbing, according to building officials. So uh, they, they had a room. Basically, right? right. Better than their tent. Yeah. Or a cardboard box. Yeah. With, you know, an actual roof, right? You mm. know, the wind's not going to blow it down, mm. right? Nobody can huff and puff. Well, they, they didn't get electricity, so they can't pay Eversource their monthly bill. The city notes that permits were not obtained. <laughs> <laughs> the horror. No permits? Oh, my gosh. To construct these homeless shelters, which are being built on behalf of of a homeless advocate. People on the property were ordered to vacate immediately until proper permits are obtained and approval is granted. So how do you think homeless people are going to afford a permit? Like that costs money, right? Like all these and building a home up to code and paying for the land, like all this stuff, like all of those things cost money. You can't have a home, Nikki, unless you've paid. So what, there's... They'll just die. I mean, like that's the kind, you know. This this is is... the cold reality of what government is and what it does. Yes, that's absolutely correct. Get a permit. That's that's what's important. Get a permit or die. Back to being. Oh, you have a little home. You don't have a permit. Oh, back back to being homeless. Yeah. Uh, People on the property were ordered to vacate immediately until the proper permits are obtained and approval is granted. Oh, granted. A notice from the city's plan department. They just have one plan. <laughs> the plan department. The plan department. <laughs> a notice from the city's plan department says there are concerns, quote, for the health and well-being of the city's most vulnerable residents. Sure. And so they're kicking them back out on the street. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this concerned. is the thing, too. So, like, homelessness is an issue in many cities. It is. Right? Yes. Uh, so people like to come up, okay, you don't you don't like the homeless people panhandling or whatever they do, trashing the woods. So people try to come up with ideas. How, right. how can we help them? How can we at the very least get them off the streets so we don't have to look at them? Right. And government gets in the way 
of every single solution. Well, and they make it worse. And they make it worse well, they for cre- them. they create the problem. Exactly. <laughs> they they do. don't even offer a solution. Yeah. Because none of these people would be homeless if they could just build themselves little huts. I remember you know? I was working some, you know, Joe job in the Seattle area, and I was looking for an affordable apartment for myself. And uh, every time I would find one, uh, I didn't qualify because Did you get the permit? I made too much money. Oh. Yep. Right? I made too much money to be able to afford an affordable apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough yeah. being in that little middle yeah. spot where it's like so many you people. make too much money yeah. to get benefits, but you don't make enough money to survive. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's why a lot of people don't work. Yeah. Because it's easier to just like you're better off not working and getting the benefits. Yeah. And then you don't have to work. Part of the reason that I moved so often over my 22 years that I spent in the Seattle area, I think I moved eight times, Oof. nine times, something like that. Uh, Do you have maybe, a lot of friends with more. vans and pickup trucks? Um, no, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> After that third, third move. Uh, ran out of pizza and beer. Yeah. Um, but the reason that I moved so frequently was because uh, what they call gentrification was happening all throughout Seattle. And that is, you know, somebody come buy into the, buy the house or somebody come into the, the neighborhood, you know, you know, demolish some business and then build condos. Right. And so because they did that, all the rents in the area would go up immediately. Uh, and, and then out. and then you're, I'm like, well, I can't afford this. I better find a new apartment. And mm-hmm. so, like, it's weird that I ended up, like, in the city of Seattle itself as my last place hmm. uh, that I had in that area because it seemed like I had to get further and further away from the city to get cheaper and cheaper rent. Really? Right. But going into but the going city. But going into the city was prohibitively expensive. I got lucky on the last apartment that I rented um, me and the, the owner of the building just sort of hit it off. I was the first guy to come and see it after it was put up for rent, oh, cool. after he put the ad up. And I was like, I'll come over right now. He's like, well, I'm there right now. How long will it take you? I'll be there in 10 minutes, right? You cool. know, and went over and I was the first guy met. Um, he is a, uh, um, he owns multiple properties in the Seattle. So like, this is what he does, right? right? And so I got to learn a few things from him about, you know, buying property and managing and, you know, what the, the margins are and right. what market price is mm-hmm. and all that kind of fun stuff. So it was pretty cool in that respect. Uh, but he was like, he was like, I've, this particular property was paid off a long time ago. So, you know, everything I get from you is gravy. That's why the price is what it is. Oh, that's right. Awesome. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And I'm like, I can afford it. And he's like, sweet. You know, now like, you're the property manager too on the weekends. Well, yeah. <laughs> get out there and cut the lawn. Yeah. But like, it, it was interesting that I ended up like in the city proper right. uh, for the last apartment that I had in that Which area. Which you think was the most expensive. Yeah, you would, you think, would think so. Yeah, right. yeah. It was small, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, I yeah. know, it was probably maybe 500 square feet, if yeah. that, right? So, but, you know, for one bedroom in the city, that was, you know, and we're talking like, I think it was uh, 1200 bucks or something, you know, for mm-hmm. one bedroom, which is like, you can't even get a studio for 1200 bucks now in any big city, really, hmm. if you think right, about right. it. Uh, and if you can, get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, in New Haven, forget it, you know. Yeah. That's why they're all homeless. Uh, uh, we talked about the notice uh, for the for the health and well being of the city's most vulnerable residents. We must kick the kick them out of these tiny homes <laughs> where they could see an increase in their health and well being <laughs> by simply having a place to go. I mean, that is just the ultimate government stupidity, right there. I mean, they were kind of asking for it because they should have just got the permit. This final 
sentence of this article says, Officials said they need the shelters that have already been built to be taken down. (laughs) They are also ordering any further construction to stop until further notice. (laughs) I mean... It's crazy. Your benevolent government. Yeah. Just here to help. You're you're trying to help some people. Like, I'm sure these homeless people are like, yeah, please let me in. Right? May I please have one of these tiny homes to sleep in? You know? Right. I'm sure. Nope. Destroy them. Yeah. No. Not only, yeah, not only kick them out and give them nowhere to go, put them on the street, right, Make, making the problem worse, mm-hmm. right, uh, but then destroy the things that were built instead of just figuring out, hey, what do they need to do, you know, oh, can they just, you know, because it's a temporary thing, you know, figuring out what they need to do to make it conform yeah, with code. Yeah, no, and that's, you know? and that's a, a big government, like, bureaucracy yeah. thing where they get so butthurt that these people didn't ask for permission in the first place. That there's nothing you can do to fix it. The only solution that they will accept is you have to tear this thing down, then ask for permission, right. and then rebuild it. Can, yeah. and, because and, it's too late. You already, you already, you know, peeved them off. Right. Contribute to the mayor's campaign, and uh, we'll see if we can get that done. Yeah. So, government, thanks, but no thanks. You're not yeah. doing humanitarian work and i wish yeah. thanks for ruining everything and making everything worse appreciate you there are so many people who feel that uh you know the tax money that is taken from them you don't pay it they take it from you mm-hmm. uh there are so many people who feel that, that that that's some sort of charity work oh we have people for that we have people for that right mm. oh, well i pay my taxes because i care about the homeless steve Oh really? <laughs> you because you care about the homeless, that's why you pay taxes. Take a look at what your taxes do for the homeless. They do that. They kick them out. Right. They make tear them, it down. Tear it down and like make the problem. If they exacerbate the problem, they make it worse. Right. They created the problem. They can't even give you a solution. Well, maybe they can keep throwing more money at it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's goddamn ridiculous. Is what it is. All right. At any rate, uh, there's something, I think it's called like the Big Mac Index. There's a, a financial term where like they use the price of a Big Mac to sort of, you know, as a barometer to see how's the economy doing, right? Hmm. Uh, this from the it's New like York Post. It's the most Post. American thing I've ever heard. Right. Yeah. The the, the Big Mac Indicator. <laughs> right. It's right? not the stock market that talks about the economy. It's the <laughs> it's price of a McDonald's. Big Mac. <laughs> a Big oh my Mac. gosh. The cost Anyways. of the Big Mac. Continue. Um, so that's another Connecticut story. I think is it. This is our We're third. Having a this big is, this Connecticut is a, yeah, this day. Is a hat wow. trick for the Connecticut stories. I wonder if it's because somebody uh, who gave us this show prep is a former Connecticuter. Connecticut. Well, some of mine were Connecticut too. Connecticuters. I give you. I am I a New Englander though. Connecticutonian. Connecticut tonight. A nutmegger. They're like Connecticut people are called nutmeggers. Nutme- yeah. <laughs> wow. Nutmeggers. Why? I don't it's know. Like the spice. So it's called the nutmeg state. So. Oh. Yeah. It's the land of steady habits. It's really Anyways. called the nutmeg state. Yeah. The nutmeg oh, state. I've never heard that. Yeah. Wow. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm lost here. <laughs> that really had. Right. That so, really, we had uh, so we had the mushroom guy in Burlington, Connecticut. We got the New Haven, Connecticut tiny house thing. And then the Big Mac story originated out of Darien, which is near Stanford. Right on the right on the uh, 95 corridor. I don't know what you're talking about. The $18 Big Macs. 
Oh, yeah. So He's the, recapping <laughs> for I'm, us. This, or, well, can't recap something that hasn't been said I'm, first. I'm, I'm pre-capping. Pre-capping. Yes, there you go. <laughs> pre-capping the story. Well, now the captain's going to post-cap. <laughs> this from NewYorkPost.com. The, Post. the New York Compost. And, and nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. McDonald's revenue soars as it hikes menu prices $18 Big Macs. <laughs> That's inflation. And, so this is interesting because people always say, Oh, I would I would eat healthy, but it's so expensive. But you're gonna pay eighteen dollars. I mean, you can go to a restaurant and get an eighteen dollar burger. You can. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. obviously, and to me, like that's still expensive. You used to be able to yeah. go to a burger, you know, yeah. get a burger for like ten bucks or whatever. And but a Big Mac. Don't that's... tell me a Big Mac. You can go to the grocery store right now, get the cheapest ground beef. You know, get a a thing about you know, like you can make. Ten of these for eighteen dollars right. or more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what do we? You but might it's, not but get it's the... too expensive. I have to eat McDonald's because I'm poor. Yeah, no, you're, you're probably... eating McDonald's because you're addicted to it. Right. It's, it's fine. Just go to rehab and yeah. you know eat eat some broccoli and steak or whatever. <laughs> McDonald's on Monday reported that its revenue was up fourteen percent in the latest quarter. A surge, the burger giant said, was driven by strategic menu price increases. We'll find out more about the Golden Arches, their price hikes, and what it means to you coming up still tonight here on Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. final segment of this Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live, in case you're wondering what the heck you're listening to. What this is. What am I? My radio is doing weird things. No, no, no. We are doing the weird things. Sing-along. Yes. Your radio is fine. It's us that are weird. (laughs) Uh, The telephone number, if you want to join us, is 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Steve McClassic. And Mick and Nicky. <laughs> Captain McKickass. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Golden Arches, we've been talking about this story from the New York Post. McDonald's revenues soar as it hikes menu prices. $18 Big Macs. That's kind of funny. When you say revenues soar, it makes it seem like they're selling more, but they're not. They just increased selling all the their same, prices. Yeah. 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 If anything, they're selling less, probably. But the revenue is soaring. The revenue is soaring. Yeah, yeah that or they're sore from all the revenue they've been, <laughs> you know. I, I mean, McDonald's on Monday reported that its revenue was up 14%. The Golden Arches brought in a total of $6.69 billion in revenue for the three-month period ending September 30th, beating expectations of $6.58 billion, according to Refinitive Analysis. What is that? See, now I thought McDonald's made money on the the land that the that the restaurants are on. Why? Because of the franchise. The franchising. They make money on franchising, not the food. 
So huh. th- I think, I don't know if that's true or not. I've heard that before. Yeah. That like It's not about selling the food. It's about renting out or leasing out or selling franchises. Well, and then well, the people yes. that own the franchise make the money from the food? Right. Yes. Right. Okay. So if they stay in business, I guess that'd be how that works, right? Yeah, I think it's all, like they're a real estate company. Well, I mean, to an extent, any franchise yeah. is that. Yeah, that's kind of how right? that that's works. How right? franchising works, right? Right, right. right. You're you're you a like guy. You're an entrepreneur. And... You want to open a thing, but you know you don't want to spend the time establishing your own marketing, your own branding, right? All that kind of stuff. Right, so you got a big corporation. You partner. You, you yeah. partner with a franchisee because they already have all that stuff. Now they loan you some money. You put some money down. They loan you some money to get your own thing up and running. But you use all of their branding and advertisement, right. and all that kind of stuff, and then you split. The, Split uh, the revenues. The, the, well, the profits. Well, do you think they're upping? They must be upping the price of the Big Mac based based on. Uh, well, let's find out, oh, shall okay. we? The captain continues. The Golden Arches brought. Oh, we already said that. Uh, however, McDonald's, which has thirteen thousand five hundred and thirteen restaurants in the U.S. and over thirty eight thousand abroad, McDonald's wow. has more restaurants abroad than they do in the U.S. That's interesting. Uh, they did not disclose how much the franchiser has increased its prices which generally vary between locations. One branch in Darien, Connecticut, charged as much as $18. $18 for a Big Mac. Wow. Uh, that's, that's the, that's let's let's the be guy. clear, not just for the sandwich, it was for the combo meal, oh, which wow. includes a medium fry and a medium soft drink. Wow, twelve. I mean, how much do fries cost? You get thirty-five $2? French fries yeah, no, and potatoes and a, are cheap, right? And a five-cent yeah. and the way they do them in their vegetable yeah. oil. Yeah. Yuck. Ugh. Meanwhile, the same Big Mac combo will run a hungry patrons thirteen dollars and sixty-nine cents at a McDonald's in Times Square, New York. What? How many? What? What number did you say? How much? Thirteen sixty-nine. Okay. Plus tax dollars and sixty-nine cents. I mean, that's probably how much in it Times is. Square. In key, I wonder how much does a let me. I'll do some field research. Hang on. If Ask only the there were a device with <laughs> you which can. you could look these things up. If only it was square, a magic rectangle. A magic. <laughs> Technically, it's not square. That's why I said magic yes. rectangle. At any rate, while you're doing that, let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. We've got Major Payne calling from Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey guys. Hey hey. Um. As far as the McDonald's thing goes, they not only make money off the uh, the rental to the franchisee, they got the same deal going that Domino's does. You got to buy all your product from them, right? So hmm. that's which I believe they, uh, they, they, is is what Cisco S Y S C O. I think that's the McDonald's. Yeah, you supplier. can't you can't buy from a competitive right. Uh, yeah, it's one source supplier, yeah. right? They've got they've got their own farms and bakeries and distribution units, you know, throughout the damn country. So, mm-hmm. hey, I just figured out that the the, the person we're talking to on the phone is uh, Mayor McPain or Major <laughs> Major McPain. Yeah, Major McPain. McMajor. Welcome to the Mick Show, Major. I used to be the Hamburglar, and then I broke out. <laughs> uh, all right. So, what else did you want to say? Oh, I got something on your uh, on your number two story. <laughs> wow, my old man! Be careful! He's like he had a hollow leg, okay. and he had a bad habit of not taking a dump, but every other day. Okay. So we used to make jokes that he was the last Irish logger because he produced his own. <laughs> but we had well, they didn't have what we call the poo knife, but we just took a good stiff coat hanger. 
<laughs> and grab it by the hook and grab it in the middle of the flat pull it. You mean a it into a big long kind of hoop thing and it made a dandy turd cutter. You mean you mean a Good a, to know. a mick cutter. <laughs> you know, I've heard of this before where um doctors will like prescribe like, if their patients really constipated. Um, they're like, get a small McDonald's fry. And then you know, the patient's like, what are you talking about? You're a doctor. You're supposed to tell me not to eat McDonald's. Right. And they're like, no, you know, nothing, nothing's worked. Miralax, Senna, all these things, Ducalax, nothing's worked for you. Castor go, oil. <laughs> castor oil. Go get a McDonald's fry. Really? And then they call them back and they're like, oh my gosh, you won't believe it. <laughs> Just blew me right out. Huh? Really? Mc- I've heard I've heard three people tell me this. McDonald's fries as colon blue. <laughs> that's now that's what super they, colon That's blue. what like, my sources tell now, me. Now I ate a whole bunch of McFood growing up, right? Like the McMenu, like particularly the dollar menu, was like my go-to yeah. in my teens and twenties. Were you regular? You know, very. Yeah, exactly. But like not excessive. No, it not not excessive. Know? But like if you, regular. Wow. So you have to go there for lunch every day, and then in the morning, those French fries yeah. will do it. Yeah, I and then in a few years, day, you'll but... have a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> we did. A friend of mine, when he turned twenty-eight, he was a big fan of the the McCheeseburger, and so when he turned twenty-eight, uh, me and my other friend went no. to McDonald's and we bought him twenty-eight, 28. cheeseburgers. Wow, that was when and they a, were a dollar, though, a, right? Yeah, they yeah. were less than that. They were the forty-nine fifty-nine. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's before my time. Fifty-nine cents. Forty-nine cent hamburgers. Fifty-nine cent cheeseburgers. And so we bought him 28 and then bought him a keg of ketchup because he loved to dip his burgers oh. in Heinz ketchup or whatever, wow. whatever, Hunt's Heinz, whoever oh, yeah. makes the kego ketchup. Right. Uh, and he, he ate 28 of well, those? Well, to his credit or discredit, I'm not sure. Uh, first of all, he was very thankful yeah. <laughs> because he's like, dude, I love McDonald's. Oh, and you got a keg of ketchup too? Awesome, <laughs> right? Um, he wasn't the healthiest person. Yeah, right? yeah but, clearly. Uh, but uh, no, what he did is he ate several of them. Right? He ate 27 Until, of them. He no, saved I think one. he ate like still six around. or something oh. like that, you know, uh, and dipping them in the ketchup. But then he, he got some of these uh, Ziploc bags and started putting two of them in and chuck, chucked them in, in the, the freezer. freezer. And then he would just sort of like, you know, in the morning, set one out. And then when he got home from work or whatever, uh, he <laughs> would take the patty off, nuke the patty only, right? And then put it back <laughs> into the bun. Right, and then enjoy, you wow. know, and dip so, his burger in the ketchup. I did some research. Big Mac meal. I'm sorry, you did some Mick research. <laughs> Mick research, yeah. What did you Mick find? $14.39. In Keene, New Hampshire. In, For in a Keene, Big New Mac Hampshire. combo meal. And, yep, and then the wow. regular Big Mac is $8.19. Wow. Uh, double cheeseburgers, five seventy nine. Wait. The quarter pounder meal is more, oh, that's a deluxe meal. For the double quarter cheese deluxe, deluxe meal is sixteen eighty nine. Wow. What's the difference between a combo meal and a deluxe combo meal? I'm assuming maybe it's just large mm. instead of medium. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You get lettuce. Maybe lettuce you tomato. Do. On a, I don't think you get that on a quarter yeah, pounder. It's just spicy onion. Mick crispy seven eighty nine. All right, let's let's stop Mick advertising for these Sorry. guys. <laughs> Mick Major. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> you, you remember when they used to say, uh, "Would you like that super size?" Oh, yeah. yeah, they can't. They can't do that anymore. Did you ever? Yeah, you can get you get, get large fries and a large coke for like an extra quarter or some damn thing. Yeah, yeah. potatoes don't cost nothing. Carbonated water don't cost nothing. Right. Cokes are hardly cost anything. I mean, that's where they make their big money on. Oh, definitely. Soda. Yeah. Money on beef products. 
Yeah. Well, they don't lose it, obviously, with $8 Big Macs. Yeah. A couple of eight pounds of burgers. And they made a documentary, got- Super Size Me. Oh, yeah. Where the dude, yeah. I, I forget for how long. He it for a month, I think. Yeah, so, something for like that. For um, all day. three meals. All three meals. And also, McDonald's, McDonald's reuses their Frylater grease to make biodiesel for their trucks. Oh, that's cool. It's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. That yeah. actually is cool. Yeah. No, there's people who have converted, like, uh, you know, Volkswagen. Yeah, a friend of mine yeah, had yeah, one used to get the Chinese food. Yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah and they run around trying to, you know, yeah, trying to gather up, uh, <laughs> you know, used grease from right. mom and pop restaurants right. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, like, if you drive behind one of these, it does smell delicious. It does delicious. smell. It's yeah. started the thing up. It smells like a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, right? or, or French fries <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't remember who it was, but somebody I knew once upon a time had an old International Scout, an old four-cylinder. Yeah. And it got it was converted over to run on vegetable oil or, you know, donut grease or whatever. So she, they were always looking for a, a grease vat to go drain, and it would smell like donuts or French fries. <laughs> yeah. or whatever happened to be cooked yeah. in the grease. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. All right. Hey, Major, thanks for the call. We appreciate you, brother. Uh, moving right along, let's go to, I believe this is David calling. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, how are you? Uh, yeah, it's funny. I, I was big into biodiesel there a few years ago, and I thought uh, McDonald's grease had some weird additive that made biodiesel bad for it. It might. Uh, it might have been too much sugars. Uh, it might mm. have been the sugars in the grease. Maybe they did that uh, just so that only McDonald's could recycle it and right. use it only in their vehicles. Because <laughs> do they do that present day where mm. they're using the biodiesel? I have no idea. I just heard about that. Yeah, I yeah. haven't kept up with it, so it's possible that they've changed the formula. Oh, that's and the like magic rectangle. Saying, uh, maybe for their own fleet, uh, it, they've done it for that. Because out here in San Francisco, and this is, what, 15, maybe even 20 years ago, uh, our buses, we, I don't know that any of our buses run on, on petroleum uh, diesel. Almost all of them are, are uh, biodiesel. San Francisco is famous for having so many restaurants. I think we've got like 20,000 restaurants. And uh, all of that grease, since we're a peninsula, we can't, uh, we don't have the landfill to be able to just dump in it. We have to pay extra to haul it you know, 50 miles or whatever. So um, the uh, city was encouraged uh, to develop biodiesel so that the fleet of buses would be able to, uh, uh, you know, help balance the budget, so to speak. Right. You know, the the reason I called, though, um, you know, in the last, uh, and maybe I'll, I'll tie it to uh, what you were just talking about with the price of a hamburger. Um out here in San Francisco, uh, I, I work down in the convention center, and the uh, you know since that's the high tourist area, yeah. uh, hamburgers are very expensive. Probably a seventeen dollar burger is about normal uh, for one of the uh, uh, chains down there, but you can get a uh, a ten dollar one that is far superior. It's uh, organic beef, and it's uh, it's about ten dollars, and I might have. With tax, it might come to eleven or twelve bucks, but um, you mean theft? It's it's pretty insane, and to imagine that uh, a fast food joint would uh, pretend that seventeen dollars or even fourteen dollars is normal for out in the middle of the country. I mean, we're talking about the tourist area here, not uh, right. uh, you know, it's it's famous for gigging the tourists, and um, you know, to imagine that McDonald's thinks that it can 
pretend that it can justify a $14 burger. But I, it crossed my mind that if this call for uh, raising the minimum wage has, uh, uh, you know, justified McDonald's to do a sort of a self-sabotage to pretend that they have to pay a $15 an hour minimum wage, which justifies a, a, seven, a $17 hamburger, well, um, I, I can one-up them even better. Uh, I'm baby boom. In 1968, it took you exactly 20 hours at minimum wage to buy one ounce of gold. Uh, the ounce of gold was a dollar sixty, mm-hmm. or excuse me, uh, uh, the minimum wage was a dollar sixty, and the ounce of gold was thirty-two dollars. Mm-hmm. Now that's exactly 20 hours. Now, if you were to look at the ounce of gold today, it's right at a thousand dollars, or uh, excuse 2000. me, two thousand yeah, dollars which would put the minimum wage at $100, wow. not $15. Right, yeah. So, uh, the, in, uh, you know, if, if McDonald's thinks that they can play games with the price of a hamburger just to force the issue on a minimum well, wage. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't uh, know that they're blaming minimum wage for this rate increase. I don't know that they're not. We haven't gotten through the whole article, but it's an interesting perspective for sure. I know that... Uh, Inflation certainly is killing, well, just about everybody. Uh, you know, when I shop, uh, a significant increase in the cost of groceries has been noticed by me mm-hmm. uh, since uh, I moved to New Hampshire year over year. Uh, it, things just keep going up. And then, of course, I notice uh, what they call shrinkflation. Right. Right. Where they like sell you a package that looks about the same size as what you normally buy, but it's got less product in it. I wonder how much that, that Big Mac probably 20 years ago was probably bigger. It's probably called Small Mac now, or, or the less big uh, Mac. Well, they've gone through different shapes and sizes, but yeah, I mean they were uh, they were relative. And as a matter of fact, I I think I remember uh, the uh, hamburgers of of McDonald's, and I remember one of the first chains in St. Louis, which mm-hmm. is where I'm from. I think it was twelve cents uh, for a standard hamburger. Uh, the uh, White Castles were uh, five cents, and they went up to seven cents. Mm-hmm. Um, and McDonald's started at twelve cents, uh, and um, that was actually at a time when it wasn't billions sold; it was hundreds of thousands sold. Right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I can remember early McDonald's. You might remember this, David. Um, there was a period of time when Burger King wanted to compete with McDonald's quarter pounder with cheese and so i think it was burger king anyway i'm pretty sure hardy's maybe uh, no i'm pretty sure it was burger king but anyway you know the quarter pounder with cheese was selling like gangbusters and so burger king was like we got to compete with that let's make our burger bigger and so they went ahead and did that and they released the one-third pounder and nobody bought it and nobody bought it because everybody thought that the quarter pounder was bigger than a (laughs) one-third pounder (laughs) (laughs) Wah, wah. <laughs> they probably Thank all went, you. Went, this, they went this to the Chicago school district. Probably so that's this Chicago has been math. Brought to you by the U.S. public school systems. <laughs> Chicago Fractions math. are your friends, uh, David. Well, in any case, yeah, just that cost of living is is a big issue. Right? It really should be a hundred dollars an hour minimum wage in order to be able to buy a house. And when you think about it, it oh, I don't yeah, know if I had you're keeping up that. with this Trump New York. Uh, uh, fraud trial. But, you know, part of, uh, part of the issue out here in San Francisco of rent 
you know, it's gotten so bad that it's up to $6,000 a month just to be able to rent a one-bedroom apartment. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And that's not a studio, a one-bedroom. Right. Jeez. And when you start looking at, at the $100 an hour minimum wage just to be able to afford a thing like that, that sort of makes sense. Although, uh, when you start looking at Trump fraud, he has forced uh, the fraud of jacking up the value of land so high that nobody, including insurance companies, can afford to, uh, to I don't, allow people to I don't know. You can blame that like on one guy. Like It's Trump's fault. that No, it's, it's a combination of the Federal Reserve and the federal government. Uh, keep listening, David, because I have something to say about uh, uh, the cost of housing. But thank you for the call. Uh, for the first time in history, you need to make six figures to afford a house in the U.S., yeah, pretty hmm. much. The annual income needed to afford a house is now $111,000 per year, yeah. according to Reventure. Is that to purchase or to rent? A- to purchase. Purchase. A home. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So you need. I mean, meanwhile, yeah. the, the median household income in the U.S. is just $78,000, 30% below the threshold needed to buy a house. Just three years ago, in 2020, when I bought my house, mm-hmm. you only needed $60,000 of annual income to afford a house. What inflation? In other words, the income required to own a home has risen by 85% in just mm-hmm. three years. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you literally, and I'm speaking to our local area, so like New Hampshire and surrounding states, right? Uh, you can't find a house under two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not like a a move in ready house. You so if you're chicken coop. if you're using an FHA loan, right, you have to meet these certain requirements. Yep, you got to qualify. If you got to yeah. qualify. Yeah, the house has to qualify, <laughs> right? Qualify. Right. Yeah. So you got to um, qualify. House got to qualify, right? The, yeah. the the seller has to qualify. Everybody right? has yeah. to qualify, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good luck if you don't at least make a hundred grand. So the income required to own a home has risen by 85% in just three years. That's insane. The gap between median income and the income needed to afford a house is 25% larger than it was in 2008. Yeah, so I believe it. So back in 2008 That's when awful. everybody was all like freaking out about like, oh, yeah. all these real estate and, you know, yeah. all these, you know, anybody can buy a home, right? And all right, the right, funny right. things that they did with... Uh, you know, chopping up five mortgages and, and yeah, yeah. mortgage backed securities. Yep. Uh, it's actually twenty five percent larger uh, gap between median income and the income needed to buy a home. Wow! Thanks for the good news, Captain. I know that kind of makes me feel like a baller right now. Though. <laughs> I'm like, hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. got it under the radar. But no, that actually is absolutely mm. terrible. That's so awful. So uh, moving back to the Mick article. Uh, though he didn't specify how much, Borden, who's the CFO of McDonald's, uh, said McDonald's expects to increase the cost of its menu items by just over 10% for the full year, the second consecutive annual 10% price hike. Wow, so that burger's going to cost another dollar eighty next year, that Big Mac, huh? Yeah, so fourteen would be a sixteen dollar burger, nineteen dollars and eighty cents. The eighteen would be twenty bucks. <laughs> be twenty dollar right. Big Mac. 20 bucks. 20 is the new five, people. (laughs) That's right. Two is the new one. Yeah. I remember, man, like, you know, if your friend had a car and you didn't, you'd be like, 
dude, can I give you five bucks for gas? You can run me over to this thing so I can go pick up a thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. sure, man. Yeah. Right? And now it's like, hey, man, can I give that you was... 20 bucks for gas? Because I got to run over. And you're like, I ah, mean, 20's a little low. I might need 40. Right? And like, that was recently, too. The five bucks for gas was like five years ago. You, a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're not talking about like, oh, 30 years ago. Yeah. I mean, this was like yeah. when I was in high school. I mean, it was like I kind five of am when like, you know, gas was like a dollar, you know, 89 yeah. cents, right? Five bucks went a long way. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, 20 bucks. California, it's right. like $7 and some change. Like, right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. well, if you had a Tesla, you won't have to buy gasoline, okay? Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, but like oh, I so, already can't afford use, a car payment. Or you could so, use biodiesel yeah. like you McDonald's. Know. So McDonald's does use... It says they use cooking oil from their kitchens into biodiesel. They turn it into biodiesel, which is then used to fuel around 42% of their delivery fleet. That's pretty cool. That's pretty so cool. I think that's it, you know. I, I mean, mean, where would that grease go anyway? Yeah, I mean. Do where do does it go it? after? Yeah. Oh, I guess it, what does it evaporate? I'm like, wait, where it's, does gasoline it's, it's go? burnt up. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 uh, Incinerate it's the. Transduced yeah. from liquid to gas. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, during an earnings call with the uh, investors, CFO Ian Borden confirmed that the company's U.S. prices did increase in the third quarter. Meanwhile, many consumers have said that fast food has already gotten so expensive, it's no longer worth it. One Reddit user asked the now rival threat in a now viral thread, what is no longer worth it because of how expensive it has become? The top rated response, most fast food. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know what? The, the employees who are making minimum wage will be replaced by robots. Oh yeah, and then they'll be, then they'll be able to lower their prices because a ro- you know like you can go to the robot McDonald's and get right. a get a twelve dollar yeah. Big Mac. Right. You know? I mean, they should. No one wants to work there, anyways. I mean, all these like uh, fast food places around Keene and like a lot of other cities. They don't. Well, I mean, this is and- a college town, and even like the college students don't want to work there. Work They're there. like too good for it. Uh, the article goes on to say a value meal at McDonald's now costs just as much as a meal at a lot of sit-down restaurants, such as Applebee's, one user claimed. Remember when McMuffins were two for three bucks, another user recalled? Yeah, the good old days. We are out of time. Thank you to all of our callers, all of our listeners. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Steve Classic, oh, for you. joining me. You're welcome. <laughs> if you missed any part of tonight's broadcast, please visit freetalklive.com and find the archives for a full repeat of the show. Thanks. And peace. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupineralestate.com